Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Naming the leper went down into the Jordan Seven times. I warn you, I'm seriously pumped. Watch, watch out for me. You may what does be, that mean? You may have to. You may have to hit me with the same stun gun we should be hitting Paul with most of the time. <laughs> Are you saying puddles pumped you? Oh, oh yeah. Ooh. I never thought about getting a stun gun. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Hey Jeff, Jeff, yes. who would you stun first? Oh wow. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that's no, even. That's... Is that not unknown? The question is how are many you times talking about proximity or are you else? talking about desire? <laughs> the highest desired person oh, you want to okay. stun. Oh, God, I don't know. That's, uh, that's a tough one. I don't know. They all look so good. <laughs> if, if Paul had a shot caller, you know how what? much time would you spend barking? Actually, I would like to know the reasons you would stun for each person in this room. Oh, oh God. Oh, that's good. That's, that, that's a... That's a I can that's guess an fine. interesting topic. That's, that is. That's, that's why a, I brought it up. That's a whole show in and of itself. <laughs> All right. Okay. Tell you what. You got a sentence for each of us. Go. Go sentence. Oh, why God. you would stun you one of us? Put me on the spot. Go yeah. Put me on the spot. Uh, End see. up with me. I'll go with. Well, Paul's obvious. So go with him first. Well, I was going to say, yeah, Paul, because he, uh, he forces me into uh, babbling, and then uh, and then twists the knife after I I misspeak <laughs> a, a line. So there's that. <laughs> Uh, uh, let's see, Torgo, because well, he's Torgo. <laughs> that's really all you need to say. Yeah, it's, that's uh, uh, Andy because he's Andy. I got thick skin. Bonzo wrestling. Hey, it's Paul too. <laughs> yeah, Paul but, had his own reason. But, but you start it. You always you seem start to start it. it. You start uh, the wrestling. Okay. Uh, and let's see, Andy. God, I can come up with something. Andy's such a peaceful he's, human yeah, being. Yeah, it's he's, either he's, he's either my stuttering or babbling about things that happened before you guys were born. I I would only say Andy because uh, he's such a good fact checker when he when he incorrectly spouts a fact and then corrects himself later on. Like, <laughs> you should have got it right the first time. <laughs> Welcome, folks. It's Geek Shock number two fifty one. I am Master Torgo. I'm the famous Paul. Eighties Jeff. Oh, Royals. No, sorry. Back to Andy. Wow. I'm pumped, man. I'm pumped. You are pumped. I'm pumped. That's Lord, and I'm Bonzo the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> and we're here to talk Weekend Geek. Andy, you just left Puddles. I just party. watched a, as I said on my Facebook post, I just watched a, I'm, I'm watch, I said, I'm, I'm currently watching a six foot five clown sing the most beautiful rendition of a Leonard Cohen song I've ever heard before. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> What was the highlight of the show? Was that the highlight? Uh, there were it was, it was full of highlights. Laura, I mean that that I was waiting for that, and he actually did have. After that, he had an encore, and I'd love to know. I'd love to think that he only did it for us because he did an encore of um, "Can't Help Falling in Love with You," the Elvis song. Nice. I'd, I'd love to think he does have the Elvis for us, but uh, at least he didn't do the one UB. of the most beautiful moments. And it's really early on, like two or three songs in, he pulled some poor schmuck up on the stage, sat him down, put a microphone in front of him, and stepped away and put up karaoke. Of yesterday, <laughs> and the guy did a noble effort. You know, he wasn't a singer, but he tried. But you know, wow. the most beautiful singer in the world had a sung, but the entire audience helped out. The entire audience started singing yesterday with him. If you if you'd said everybody sing yesterday, nobody would have done it. But the whole audience chipped in and said, "Let's let's save this poor bastard on the stage." And we, they all we all sang yesterday. <laughs> I love it. Oh, it's beautiful. Wow. So what geeky things you do this week, gentlemen? I watch a six foot five clown. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> that much I got. <laughs> uh, Learned that much. I went to see Sin City the other night. Sin City oh, Two, Electric Boogaloo. Uh, is it as poor as I've heard? Uh, that depends on 
I mean, that's everybody else's opinion. I actually quite liked it. I'm not giving okay. spoilers or anything. So it's not spirit bad? No, actually. Okay. I thought it was way better than that. And I think that <laughs> I Annie pray is indeed. a faint praise. Spirit's pretty bad. <laughs> Spirit was pretty bad. Prettiest girl in New Bedford. I mean, it's not, again, it's not an Academy Award winning film by any stretch of the imagination. But there are some decent things. It's, you know, you just have to look at it in the right form, in the right frame of where the books, the graphic novels, the graphic novels are coming from. And once you do that, then it's fine. But a lot of, I think a lot of people are having problems with that because they either didn't read the graphic novels, one. Well, probably not. Or two, um, are not understanding why some of the characters are still alive or... Uh, well, or, some of it's prequely, right? Yeah. Exactly. Which is why it takes place, some of this takes place from the first book before Marv dies in the, in the original Sin yeah. City. So a lot of people are having problems with that. I thought that the casting was great. There were a lot of nude scenes with Eva Green. That's worth going alone. I heard she was great in this Fucking movie. Fucking A. She like, killed it. The first it. story is amazing. She I, killed it as Ava. Like, absolutely owned. I assume they maintain the look. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing, I, I, and I hate to sound like a pompous ass, Get but a pompous. I, I, th- I think comic book readers are, by and large, smarter than the average movie reader. And the comic book readers are the Sin City stuff. Well, I don't know about movie readers, but watchers, yes. Movie watchers, thank you. <laughs> pumped, tell you, I pumped, pump! Uh, <laughs> the movie readers are the ones that yeah, go to see the subtitles. They're really nerdy. Yeah. It's usually pretty smart. Yeah. But no, the I mean, imports. it's just uh, the, the whole Sin City stuff was all crazy out of order. There was no sense of the order it was, and comic book people said, eh. Exactly. Right. So then uh, the other night I was going to uh, pick up my girlfriend from the airport and I hold had on, like hold the, stop the presses. No, go ahead. You didn't know you had a girlfriend? <laughs> I didn't know he had a girlfriend. I'm a dick. I'm in the <laughs> middle of a story, Paul. Wait your turn. <laughs> oh, you think that's going to happen? <laughs> what show have you been on? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that was the only thing I could say at the moment, uh, all right? Compel me. How about all right. that? So compel me. I was I hate the goddamn picture. I had a, I had about an hour and a half to kill before I went to pick her up because I got off work and you know I, I work right close to the airport. So wait, I was wait. Like, I got to guess. You hung out at the airport at the USO? No. Damn it. I went to the record store. You know, like at the airport? No, at Zia on Easter. Oh, okay. Oh. Say the record store at the airports. Terrible, <laughs> terrible selection. The music is all just all Celine Dion. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, because I would Sign definitely shop too. there. <laughs> no, so I went to Z on Eastern, and you know I picked up some more of the uh, the uh, old seventy grindhouse movies that I've been looking for and stuff like that. Just picked up a lot of that. But I was in there, and of course, you know I love when you walk into a record store and you just hear something over the loudspeaker that just gets you, you know, it gets you by the balls, and you're like, "What the hell is this record?" And I found it. Uh, it's a record called "Dark Around the Edges" by a band called Dark from the 1970s. It's very deep purplish Black Sabbath. Um, they made one record, this record. Um, huh. And so like these guys, uh, four guys from Northampton, England, they made this record. Matter of fact, the guy, one of the, the guys who put it together, uh, the band together, he actually just paid for the whole thing, like the guitarist. Like he's the wow. one with, he was the one with the job. He put it together. So I'm just listening to this over the loudspeaker. And then, you know, after I bought it, I learned the story. And I just was enthralled. And I was like, even... You know, my girlfriend is very, she's very selective of what she listens to. Like, I'm the guy that listens to everything, right? Right. So, you know, I'm listening to this and I'm hearing it come through the speakers like, this is something even she would like. So, you know, I'm going to buy this and I'm going to play it in the car like when I pick her up and see what she thinks. Wait, you said record store? So you have a record player in your car? No, so fuckhead. <laughs> I, I still terrible when you hit speed bumps. Oh. I still call it a record store because that's where you buy records and The CDs. record store. 
<laughs> so anyway, my baby and me, yeah, these guys driving down the road, watching out for those bombs. I mean, <laughs> granted, I'm not as old as you are. No, nobody's that old. Come I on, get you a megaphone. But, <laughs> but. So anyway, yeah, I bought this I got record an old because Victrola in the back of my car. I was enthralled. That's the track. <laughs> old Victrola in the back of my car. What else do you need? I'm a little sorry, Bonds, but not Old that Vic much. Troll in the back of my car. <laughs> I'm not sorry. He's basically singing the soundtrack <laughs> of your life. Old Vic Troll in the back of my car. Did my you have to Vic crank the starter before? It <laughs> my old Vic Troll well, is well, wound wait, up well, tight. See, as much as you try like to turn it around on me, I can... As long as you got him going. Well, it was a double crank. I want started I wanna, the car I wanted, and also I wanted, I wanted kept the Vic going. Come on. Give me a little backdoor, Annie. I'm backdoor, Andy. That's dance, monkey, song. dance. Use the back to Annie. I didn't uh, like that series till the third one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so speaking of the Grindhouse movies I was talking about, the la- the movie I was telling you about last week, Fight for Your Life. Yeah. Yeah, I have it coming to me. Okay, so Sweet. that sounds like great. So, you do have it so coming movie to me. Night. What was the, the judgment of your girlfriend then? Of the, of the record? Yes. She loved it, too. She actually wants me to make a copy of it for her brother because he likes that kind of stuff, too. So if you're into Deep Purple, Black Sabbath, 1970s kind of rock and roll, look up Dark, Dark Around the Edges. They might have just released it because it had a sales sticker on it when it was there for, like, new. Um, oh, cool. So, but here's this the... kind of like uh, Death, like a kind of undiscovered kind gem of like, coming know, up? Yeah, in a way. Like, it's kind of like, you know, it's a very a little doomy in a way. The first track is seven minutes long, like over seven minutes oh, long. Wow. So, like, there's very few vocals, lots more instrumental, but it's fucking good. I, I feel like it's really good driving music, too. So, I'm just sitting in the car. I was listening to it on the way here. I was like, man, this is, this is getting good. I love it. I'm curious. I'm intrigued. I want to hear it. So, yeah, maybe I can burn some copies for you, bring it in next week. No, no, don't break the law for us. We'll find it on YouTube. <laughs> no, here's what law. I do. Here's law. what I do. I will burn you a copy of the CD for you to listen to. But if you like it, you will go and buy it. Sounds fair. Old school. What else you do this week, gentlemen? Well, Jeff and I watched an episode of The Quest. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, that the was. The first episode of the reality slash written fantasy show yeah contestants are Wait. transported into a fantasy world i have no idea where they're filming this there's a castle there but and it's a good looking castle yeah scotland I mean, England. no it's I, I don't think so it might be it could be i doubt it it looks very does the terrain ca- look like they were looks, filmed in the highlander it looks very narrow uh, northern california but I don't know of any castles that look like this in Northern California. So either this was built for this, and they I did know a really where they're good recording job. it. Where they're recording it at Surf Castle. Hey, hey, everybody, let's all go down to Surf Castle, Surf where castle. there's snow. Surf castle. Surf castle in California, the only place that gets snow in California. Surf Castle, Surf castle in California, the only place that gets snow in California. Surf You're castle. looking for some fun and some good times all night long. Ooh-wee-oo-wee. You gotta go to Surf Castle and stay there with your dong. <laughs> Cause Surf Castle's got lots of great food to eat. Surf Castle's got places where you can get a snow cone treat. Cause it's Surf Castle, the only place that snows in California. Where's it at? 
<laughs> it's just Surf Castle, the only place that snows in California. <laughs> if we told you where it was, it wouldn't be a secret, so we're never going to tell you. Fuck you, Bonzo. Come to Surf Castle, <laughs> the only place that snows in California. It's an oddly specific old song. Yeah, I know, I know. That, it was weird. When I listened to it, I was like, really? <laughs> Man. Honestly, like though, if somebody, yeah, you know, hey, the Beach Boys were prescient. <laughs> Brian Wilson, first Brian Wilson, all, was Brian yeah. Wilson was a goddamn wizard. Yeah, he, he, first of he all, he saw through space time. First of all, if Brian Wilson ever said "fuck you, Bonzo," number one, I'm punching him in his mouth. What? What? Number no, two, you, what? Do you, you know, know why? You would kiss that. You would no, kiss that genius. ring. No. You would kiss that ring. No, you know why I don't? Because what? the Beach Boys never admitted to ripping off Chuck Berry. And I will never give in to oh, that. Excuse oh, excuse me. Oh, Bonzo, you, know, you are not by, fit to kiss Brian Lemmon's horse. Yeah. All of rock and roll needs to do that. Yeah, but they basically made a, a really big song based off one of Chuck Berry's biggest songs and never admitted to it. What? Are you, are you, are you telling me that a, a band in the early 60s oh, made off. a song that sounded like another Brian song? Brian Wilson is one of the all-time mega geniuses. <laughs> no, he's not. Like he, oh, oh. You have crazy town right now. Are, are we going to have to lump this in with your journey conspiracies? Clearly. <laughs> Clearly you've you know how it. much I hate that band. I, I know. That's why I said we'd lump it in with that whole... They'd probably be number other... two on the list. Okay. Clearly, you've never heard vegetables. Yes. My I'm going to feed my vegetables. vegetables. I'm going to eat my vegetables. Yeah. Hey, we like what we like, and we hate what we hate, and That's I fucking true. hate the Beach Boys. And, and you, you might, but he's no less a genius. I'll admit that he might be good, but I'm he not might giving. Be good. He might be good, just a little. I'm we'll not see, we'll see if that shit's got any staying power. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna hold judgment. Well, I'll, I'll tell, tell you it's what. Still around yeah. after a couple. I'll of tell years. you exactly. what, Paul. I'll tell you what. If it if they do it well, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's done well, <laughs> yark. Yeah. It's not like Pet Sounds inspired. You know. Everything. Any, any, any Beatles album <laughs> Everything. ever. Everything. You know, I do like the fans that we say to do it well instead of do it good. I mean, so I'm glad we got the No, we're just grammar. making fun of Jeff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> when does that ever stop? Never. <laughs> so anyway, the quest. Yes. The quest. Yeah, it's, it's a basic line out of your average competition reality, reality show. Yeah. So... Gunja people, they have to do a an ganja activity. Ganja people? Ganja, ganja people. people. Ganja people. Ganja people in Surf Castle. <laughs> <laughs> we finally made it to the Surf Castle. Hey, All I need to do is one line. We found a place where we can play in the snow. It's the only place in California where the snow. Yeah, ganja people. <laughs> Hey, this the perfect place to train our bobsledding team. Hey, hey, hey Jamaica boy, how many jobs do you have? Jamaica, me angry. Uh, I have ten jobs. I'm so lazy. Hey, Rasta banana, everyone. Rasta banana. The because bananas because the, the gag boys. is they have lots of jobs, but they still feel like they're not doing enough. Hey. So take Survivor, yes. remove a lot of the douchiness, <laughs> and put a fantasy story that is continuous story from beginning is to end. So it's, it's I'm D&D sorry, D&D what are we Survivor? talking about? The quest. It's D and D. Yeah, right. okay, D and D Survivor. I'll go with that. So first episode is entertaining, pitch. and I'm watching it, going, I don't know how this would survive to another season, but yeah. I'm glad I'm watching it right now. It's it's bizarre. It I sounds mean, it's, awful, but it sounds mystery science theater awful. No, it really it's, isn't. Really? But again, just based on the first episode, there's been three thus far. There, are, there are clearly scripted elements yes. that the contestants are not privy to. So you have performers out there acting in character. 
It's and, LARP and guiding the show. Through, yeah, exactly. And they're LARP guiding the show. Yeah. That sounds wonderful. They guide the contestants through uh, the various challenges and so forth while staying in the theme of the, the show storyline. And the people they got to be on the show aren't, you know, everyday douchebags. It's people that are really into fantasy yeah. and willing to play along. Uh, in fact, uh, Jeff recognized one yeah. of the contestants as an ex Star- uh, employee of Star Trek The yeah. Experience. Of course. Uh, uh, Bonnie is her name on the show. She's uh, She used to be uh, like the final like year and a half that we were open. She was uh, an actor up on the ride. And uh, it was just weird. It was she just was, like she was one of the endless one run events in Thomas's. Probably, yeah. I mean, amongst other parts. I mean, they rotated everybody other through farts. those those parts. Farts. But uh, yeah, it was it yeah, was weird. That, I was that, like, that helped. I was like, I know her from somewhere. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, she used to work with us at Star oh, Trek. That's my wife. Yeah. I knew it. That was my wife. Yeah. Oh boy. But yeah, it was kind I've of got funny. A friend in California is a big no, larper. No, stop honestly, your lies. A big larper. Big larper. A larper. Big larper. And, and honestly, it's the first ar- larper I've really known. And he's, he's my friend so in California. It. He's a big leper. He goes to pieces every time I visit him. Oh, it's out of control. Go in the hot tub with him. He says, "Hey, oh, I heard you were working on your garage." I said, "I am. I'm building it up new." He says, "You mind if I give you a hand?" I'm like, "You got no another one to spare still? Because one fell off. See, all right. Hey, I says, "Hey, leper." Hey, leper friend. <laughs> you gotta give him that hey, one. Hey, leper friend. Hey, leper friend. <laughs> you gotta give him that. He says. He says. Uh, he says. Oh, I'm sorry, but uh, I, I told him. I told my leper friend. I said. I said. I'm sorry, but I think I saw your wife out on the town with another bloke. He says. Ah, it's no skin off my nose. I said. You sure about that? Double check. Sure enough. Boom off all his nose. He's a leper. Everything keeps falling off of him. Uh, he says. Uh, <laughs> He says, I'm curious. I says, hey, leper friend, you want a chance to go to Disney World for free? He says, oh, I'll give my teeth for that. Mm. Clonk, clonk, don't you know it? Bob's your uncle, they fell out right then. <laughs> I tell you. Okay, I was wondering why, if, why, he's, he's I was wondering why the leper story was British, and now I realize it's, it's you got to give him that. Okay. Hey. Okay. <laughs> it's just, it First off, I don't know. There's no reason. I would like to say that we haven't done this in a while, so this week's edition of the Ugly Couch Show podcast is brought to you by Coke. Regular Coke, Diet Coke. Diet Coke with lime There's and Diet Cherico. There is a lot of Coke going on right here. And Paul is drinking whose Coke? This is the family Coke. Well. The family <laughs> Coke spread it around. <laughs> I'm you never take from the family. Friends Coke. You know, you come here to my house, you try to take my family Coke. I don't appreciate it. I don't appreciate it, Vagitech. You're a marked, <laughs> you're a marked man. I'm the only one not drinking the coke. <laughs> you understand, Vegetech? If it wasn't my daughter's wedding day, I would have you fucking killed on the spot for taking you our get coke. That right? For taking our coke. Hey, I think we all can get in on this a little yeah, bit. Yeah, this is an easy one. This is gonna be fun to everybody, listen to everybody talk like this all Don time. Don Corleone. <laughs> what? Don Corleone, I come to you with a request. What can I do for Suck you? Suck my dick. Oh Jesus. You gotta honor it. It's your daughter's wedding day. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> That's nice. Do you guys remember first or second? Touche, touche, friend. Touche, <laughs> You have put me. You have put me to the test. Please lower your trousers that I might suck upon your cock. Touche, <laughs> touche. Oof. Do you guys remember first or second season oh, of SNL? Keep that thing away from branches. my nose, <laughs> Luca Brasi. You do sleep with fishes. <laughs> That's what we're doing here, dueling brandos. 
<laughs> Your dick smells like SeaWorld. Touche. Touche. Worse than that, it smells like sea monkeys. Leave the gun. Glaze the cannolis off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. <laughs> Anything else you want to throw in before we get news? Uh, I got, uh, I got Boardwalk Empire's new season on DVD. I have nice. not one. watched that show. I'm so fucking Me neither. Hey, we're on the last season, buddy. I love it. I love it, love it, love it. HBO On Demand. If How many seasons are there? There's going to be five. Oh, I'll tell you what. Do me a favor. One. Equate it between two other HBO shows. It's worse than this, but better than this. Uh, it's not quite The Wire, but it's really close. And it's on. It's not worse than. It's, it's as good as. It's on par with... Um, Game of Thrones really? with its with its attention to detail and period accuracy. Even though Game of Thrones is set in a fictional period, they spend a lot of time on sets and costume. Um, they are so meticulous about the look and sound and feel of that show. I just I just love to just sit there and just get washed away by the visuals. So they don't go Moulin Rouge on it. Not at all. No, it's 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 very much things are of that time, and it's wonderful too to see to see human behavior in that time. It it really it's like you know when you see those uh, colorized black and white photos on the internet, mm-hmm. and you kind of go, oh okay, kind of gives you a, a little bit of a, a more of a touchstone with that actual that period. You, you, like, see you mean like Nicolas Cage there. from the Civil War era? Uh, exactly, time traveling Nicolas Cage and other <laughs> things. Um, but really breathes life into that period and shows that people have just been people you know forever kind of thing sort of like rome did but okay. this is it's such an american story it's you know really, speaking really of cool. that like nice. i was at when i was at the house last night um i got home and the girls were watching rome like and that that was heather's first time seeing she's into that period stuff like she watches a lot of like the renaissance stuff or she watches a lot of uh she's you know she has a, a degree in media sorry in media. i know you're in the middle of a story but i gotta stay to get back the girls my roommates. Wow. Well, my girlfriend and my roommate. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So I refer to them as the girls. So anyway. Yeah. I, I, I was clarify. Yeah. I was. Yeah. I, I just wanted to know if you were in a polanderous or relationship. A polanderous. <laughs> polanderous. Polyamorous. Polyamorous. I don't know what polanderous means. I'm polanderous. <laughs> Blanders fact check, Andy. You have just been fact checked. Blanders is a character from, my Cal- uh, from Caligula. Dear OK Cupid, <laughs> I'm thinking of Blanders <laughs> Manakin tip. <laughs> uh, I hope a female that might be interested in me worked with another female and we could be panaminate. Hey, Torgo, what's yeah. with the slack jaw? Pukamo no pus. When we, if we. If my poodle goes into your gulda and then your gulda shows has another poodle in it, that's pagaminous. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Paul, the slack jawed yokel. Pagaminous nokel. Paul, how's it's uh, kind how's of a, deal with the uh, how's the deal with the opportunity village going now? Uh, really good, really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, I, I've recorded four commercials. <laughs> News you don't give a shit about. And wait, 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 wait. I got cut off poor Bonzo. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Whatever, just let's go. <laughs> Welcome to my world. <laughs> <laughs> we got a show. Obviously, it's a story you don't give a shit about, so we're moving on. I w- I w- Again, I was welcome to my world. I was at my Palanderous fantasy. <laughs> Palanderous? Palanderous. We got Glappy, we got Palanderous. <laughs> today, today is just your day. Today is your day. How many other year one callbacks are we going to have today? <laughs> Palanderous. 
Leprechaun Origins director. <laughs> Leprechaun Origins? Yeah. yeah, it's a WWE film. Yeah, it is. It's a who? It's a WWE film. It has Hornswoggle in it. Yep. It's true. Paul just, uh, he's like, oh my God. Director of that film, that. Zap, uh, Zach. Zap Brannigan? If only. Zach Lipovsky. I need more action from that leprechaun. Has been signed on to also direct. He's going awfully slow, Kiff. The, Push him. the Dead Rising film uh. adaptation. Lipovsky's previous work includes several acting roles, as well as his directing on TV movies such as Tasmanian Devils. How many and, times are quotes used in and, his fucking description? <laughs> Ironic quotes. And the TV movie Time Upon a Once. Oh, Time Upon a Once? Take your clever shit out of here. Time Upon a clever. Once. Fuck you in the mouth. I want to punch him in his hipster beard. <laughs> hey. So, I was going to say, Bonzo took offense to that. that? <laughs> I was downtown a lot today. You should have yeah. seen his face. Okay, as soon as you all. said that, he's like... <laughs> Before you continue, let me have this out. First of all, I just got interrupted, and now now we're talking about bearded hipsters. First of all, no, no, I like that beards. you identify. Number one, there's a difference. There's a but, difference between a hipster beard and a bearded hipster. You do not wear that beard ironically. You no, wear it by that beard very to. much so. Right. He takes good care of it. Sleeps with curlers in his stash. He knows what's up. Well, first of all, for those who are. <laughs> It's a well manicured beard you versus not, a. You, you guys don't get to see photos. Two weeks ago, I cut off the beard. I cut it down. It's now down to like a goatee and a mustache or that. You had an epic mustache at that. You Thank wear you. that beard with you wear that beard with moxie the same way. My beard is only here to pretend that I have a chin. Right, but I mean, I, I just took I just took offense to having the beard I did have down to my chest. Uh, saying that, like, first of all, a lot of people were always saying, like, you know, you're a hipster for growing the beard. No, I grew that beard before it was a cool thing to do. <laughs> And you know why? I grew that beard because I didn't want to fucking shave. I grew that beard in 1870 when it was de rigueur. <laughs> well, if I grew that beard in 1870, how old would that make him? Right. Because well, we already know right. he's a caveman. <laughs> he's a fucking caveman. <laughs> anyway, you're, you're Andy, okay for trying to explain unfrozen yourself Unfrozen caveman Cap- lawyer. <laughs> Captain caveman. I won't take too much offense to Andy it because I know you didn't mean any harm. But sells insurance. You know. I got to give you that. Fair. <laughs> You gotta give me that one, Governor. I'm sorry, I was distracted by the strange voices coming through this weird device. <laughs> Sometimes the honking horns of your traffic make me wanna <laughs> jump out of my BMW and run off into the hills or something. <laughs> Back to you, Torgo. Still one of my favorite One of the best of all bits time. Of, if you guys haven't seen Unfrozen Caveman Lawyer, find a way to see it. God damn Unfrozen One of Phil Hartman's Lawyer. yeah. Just best. gold. Gold. Yeah. News you don't give a shit about. Lifetime has given Done. <laughs> yeah, move along <laughs> has, get, has given a straight to series order of six episodes for Leprechaun, e- my mother's quest <laughs> to executive producer Glenn Mazzara's Damien, a sequel reboot We've of the classic about this piece of shit. 1976 horror, <laughs> horror film The Omen that will air in early 2015. The series will follow the title character as an adult. Didn't we already red light this? Yeah, I think we red lighted the shit. No, out of we it. we said now this is beyond it. This is where it's gone through, and this is what the show is. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, the, follow the title character as an adult when a series of mysterious and supernatural events force him to come to terms with his true identity. Done. The Antichrist prophesies in the Book of Revelations, who will bring about the end of the world. Lifetime general manager and executive vice president Bob Chernow said. We are thrilled to be bringing a contemporary version of the Omen's Damien Thorne back to the screen. Glenn Mazzara has reimagined him as a dark, 
romantic anti-hero. And this fresh take blends complex characters with premium storytelling to make something truly original. Can we go back in time and red light this more? A truly original idea. <laughs> Contemporary totally equals idea. sympathetic in well, this case. Well, at first, always, God damn it. Always. Well, God damn it. Well, that's the stupid. That's the dumbest thing. It's yeah. like even the Antichrist has a heart of gold. <laughs> you know, that's my dick. What a bunch For, of dumb the shit. Se- but the second movie of The Omen. He realized who he was, embraced who he was, and decided to go about destroying the world. Right. Right. So this whole idea that there's a hero in this man who, <laughs> who is begrudgingly called and going to f- fall romantically in love with whomever on Lifetime. The Antichrist it's is the, a bad... It's just misunderstood. Well, it's the same, it's the same uh, drive behind Hellboy. That's the same. That's the same dichotomy and the same uh, thing he's pulled with except, because he has a, a, a dark except purpose. Except his real Hellboy is really good. I know, I know, bud, I know. And it's not set against uh, typical Judeo-Christian uh, stylized religious tomes uh, exactly. Basically, they said, "What thing we can can we turn into Twilight? Let's do the Omen." Yeah, uh, I cannot you know? stand when they write a character that is historically pure evil. And then they try to turn him into this, I'm fighting against my nature, sympathetic, uh, oh, pity me, Listen, poor me. It's I'm, been done. It's I'm, been done interestingly. It's, it's been, yeah. So you're going to red light young Hitler? Hey, you know, yes. for a the second there, of young Hitler. For, for a second there, I thought we were like, you know, I thought I was having some deja vu moment where we were back reading that again to red light it mm-hmm. so I could red light it again. Nah. But then again, I've only greenlit two things, so it wouldn't be a surprise. There was a a red light we talked about last week where the character was proposed as all, what was he called, the epitome of evil, all the evil in the world in this one character. You remember that description? Yeah. Right. So there was a description of this one character as like this dark man. Yeah. A week or a week week two ago where one of the character descriptions in this upcoming show was like, this man is the epitome of all that is evil and dark in the world. Do you remember that one, Jeff? Yeah, it, yeah, it was right. like a compilation of all these different evil. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, because we were that? talking about virtuosity. Yeah. Is that what it was? That's, oh, I, yeah. We, I talked about that after after we were talking about yeah. the... That's what so that's one of those head. moments where it's yeah. like, come on. But here, if you've got a character like Damien, who ostensibly is the epitome of all evil, then they go against that. It's just <laughs> it's like, it's so stupid just to be contrarian, yeah. just to be clever. It's just like, no, you guys are you're just eroding the, the core material. And anybody, it's, it's, it's not clever. making the lady swoon. It's not <laughs> exactly. clever. Why don't they just, why is it so hard oh, to just, no, I don't know, to simply Probably embrace the fact, just like you were saying in the second film, <laughs> no. you know, embrace the fact that, hey, I know who I am. I'm going to, you know, Except my I'm going to go balls to the wall evil. Jeff, why a not? Lot of why can't they just do that? Right now. A lot I of just, puns. I don't, I don't understand why we have to turn every. I mean, it's going on in television and film so often now. It's now, like, did anybody? Why watch can't the, we just have an evil character be evil? Vagitac is attacking. Watch out! Did anybody watch the the Twilight? Uh, zombie movie that was out a while back was that as awful as it looked? Um, the one that was uh, what was it called? Heart, cold heart. That sounds something like heartbeat or something like that. Yeah, the one with warm zom- bodies. Warm I think. bodies. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I heard that was, was decent. It really? was. It was okay. I mean, it wasn't anything you know spectacular was, was, that I'd say, oh my god, you got to go see It was based on a young adult. I've seen bits and pieces of it. It's 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 okay. I mean, it's not. The worst zombie movie I've ever seen. <coughs> World War Z. So, um, whoa. that I worst. Haven't I haven't watched it yet. I, I wouldn't say um, it was the worst, but it's no, not it's great. it's up there. There's some it's really shoehorned really? bad. 
it's no. I mean, I save the it. cat I don't kind really, of script. I don't really agree. The with problem this. I have with World War Z is it's very obvious where they have, as Torg was just starting to reference, they have shoehorned in rewrites after the movie was shot. Did you read yeah, the book? That's really good, right? Well, the it's not the book, right? No. But you, you read the book, right? Is, so it, the book is amazing. Yes. The book is amazing, but the movie. It is so clear that they have gone back and said, okay, well, we need to kind of make the the lead character a little more interesting. So they, they squeeze a little bit of another story into Sure. They put in, the little save the cat moment at the beginning, yeah. so you'd like him at yeah, the beginning. Yeah, exactly. And then they shoehorn this, this love story arc that just I, felt it, so forced. I, yeah. I know I've said this a zillion times, but that movie would, that World War Z would be so much better as a... Twilight Zone S series where you have the narrator yeah. introducing something and then you'd go oh, into yeah. a different story every week. Yep. If they made a World War Z like an HBO series Faux World documentary. War Z, exactly. Where every week it's, you know, you know, the person on his travels and you know what and city you could just do like, like in the like, that would be an amazing series. You could do like Red Shoe Diaries where you got the same character starting <laughs> where you got the character <laughs> starting out and selling You and your software shit. Yes. But, you, but where the character starts off saying, you know, interviewing it, and right? Then it, then it fades into a regular story. Yeah, you get into more hardcore, more hardcore. Forget you mean, the forget you mean the like Leprechaun shit. Six or whatever it was. Or? <laughs> well, if it has porn in it, then yeah. News you don't give a shit about. Warner Brothers TV is exploring a new take on the 1980s ABC sitcom Full House. Full House creator Jeff Franklin is writing the follow-up, which is in early stages of development. The original series star John Stamos is getting a producer credit. The TV Guide report Stamos. lists former cast members Candace Cameron Burr, that was DJ, Jody Sweeten as Stephanie, and Andrea Barber as Kimmy as being on board, with any potential involvement of Bob Saget and Dave Coulier unclear. Hey, uh, John Stamos, I, if you're listening to this, I'd bang your ex-wife harder than you could ever. I want to say that right now. Gauntlet dropped, Stamos. Gauntlet fucking dropped. You got the ex-wife. You're on notice, baby. You mean Jerry O'Connell's wife? Oh, yeah. Is that that's his wife? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know they got married. A long time ago. O'Connell married Re- Rebecca Romano. I, I, yeah, I thought have, they were they just have, they have kids together. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Full House is oh, one of those of shows that I only experience yeah. like I actually, in bits uh, and pieces and in you know, reruns. I, would, I, mean, I never watched a whole episode. But it's like flipping through, and I'd watch like five minutes of it. So that's all I know about Full House, and yet I'm in kind of intrigued by the return of it. I, I, I kind that's of that's the show s- that gave us Mary Kate Nashley, right? I forgot that you yes, were in the cave. At yes, yes, it also period. gave us David Coulier doing Bullwinkle every episode, as far as I understand. What time in the '90s did you go walking back to your cave? Uh, I uh, well, <laughs> sometime in the '90s I came out here, and there was so much more stuff to do than watch TV. I'm just asking. I mean, like, I don't watch a lot of TV either, and I know about fucking Full House. No, I don't. I don't think I've seen a uh, single episode. My sister was obsessed with that okay, show. Okay, so Andy, and it used to drive me absolutely crazy. I'm much more interested in the show now that I know Bob Saget from Aristocats. Right. Aristocrats. Everybody, everybody, filthy, filthy. Everybody's got a filthy so mouth. You know the artist Alanis Morissette. Yes, who you blew up. Uh, I, I know that uh, she I just want to make sure. She, she blew David Collier in the, uh, in the theater. Dave Collier from Full House. While he was doing Bullwinkle. Yes. The, the secret that is no longer a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, while doing Bullwinkle. Well, that makes it hot. <laughs> News you don't give a shit about. Uh, this, I love this. This Grab is my antlers, Rocky. Great this episode. Is, this is terrible. <laughs> um, who did that? Who's terrible? <laughs> Paul or Andy? <laughs> All you motherfuckers. All right. I'm not News terrible at all. You've said people love me, and I'm giving them what they love. 
Movie theaters in China are experimenting with new bullet screen technology. What? Where audience members can send texts about the film that will show up on the screen. What the fuck? No. Fuck and you. No. Writes the Hollywood Reporter, quote, no. The inspiration behind the idea appears to be that it mimics that of watching a movie on mobile media, which is how most Chinese people watch films, with people sending messages about what they like or dislike about the movie. People like it right now, and it's a new thing, said the manager of the theater at Shidong Province, where the system is currently being tried out. Shidong Province? Uh, in the long term, it might affect people. I kind of want to now. In the long term, it might affect people's concentration. We are trying to continue with some bullet screen activities and play some films that young people like. Time will tell. Now, Len Shiping, the director of one of these films that's being bullet-timed, goes even further. Quote, we are exploring how the response from the audience can affect the movie itself. We are, in fact, putting the director and the viewer on equal terms, and I think many of the opinions of the viewers are very helpful for the filmmakers. Let me take, let me take oh, six terrible. steps beyond the awful of this. Let's go beyond the fact that we all know this is a really terrible idea. We never want to see this here. How are they possibly equating that with bullet time? What what no, the hell is the use of the word bullet time? We know everything else is wrong. Bullet points. That's what they're looking at. It's bullet called points? It's called yeah, bullet, bullet screen, you bullet had to screen do a, technology. You ever had to do a, a point presentation? Yeah, I understand what bullet points are. Yeah. Um, it's option I, eight. Yes. I think. Oh boy. I think uh, it's fine. It's it's going to stay in China for the most part. It and if better. People, well, but if people want that experience. More power to them. Theaters need to do some experimental stuff to try and get people in the theaters. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to change my attitude of only going to the theater like the once in a blue moon to the luxury theater where any kind of behavior the galaxy theater where they, where they down. smack you if you pull out a right, cell phone. Right. Mm -hmm. Conversely, Paul, this is the reason why people like myself like going to the movies. Bullet time shit like this does not fly here. This is why I don't like people talking during my movies. But you wouldn't have to be subjected to it. It, you would know if it was a bullet time movie or not. You would have the choice. It wouldn't be like, like all a, of a sudden you're sitting there. Like you've got your popcorn bucket and like transfers bullet time. It's bullet time now. Right now. Fuck you. Okay. I assume that would be the case. I'm I just pointing the fact I out I swear that. to God this happened. I, when I went to see Aristocrats. Dude, you're on a roll tonight. I went to see Aristocrats. 15 minutes into the movie, a woman walked out of the front with her kid. Sure. <laughs> with her swear kid. to God that oh, I'm happened. I'm sure, yeah. With people are dumb. Kid. Yeah. Ugh. People are dumb. Some people are going to walk into a bullet time movie by accident. Uh, fine, but well, then that's it's on them. I'm there's no yeah. <laughs> we're not, there's no accounting for stupidity. Right, here, say, okay, you know, for better or worse, dumb people get what they get. <laughs> but I have no problem with this, and it, uh, you know, movie theaters got to make a profit somehow. They were they were a few concerts ago. I went to a con well, I went to a, went to a show at the Cosmo, and uh, he had a screen up. Of, the performer had a screen up before the concert. And you could like tweet or like write, you know, yeah. use this program. The and joint does the that before every show. No, but this was a, like a specialty program just for this artist, where okay. you go to this his site or whatever, and then you you can write on there or like you know do certain things on the screen while, it, while before the show even starts. And this was the same screen that he had, you know, stuff going on during his entire performance. So this was, it's kind of weird to see this actually taking place in a movie theater now. I can imagine a I, really it, great scenario where people who are mystery science theater fans and people like that ilk go to see a, a well-known or a definitely bad flick, 
and everybody participates in that in the mocking you know, of the movie that's by throwing a some decent stuff idea. Up. Well, here's the thing: as as good as that sounds in theory, I know right. everybody wants to be a, a backdoor uh, crow, but they're not all going to nail it. Now, here's the, the caveat: backdoor be, crow. The cave- that's a that's the name of my romantics cover. Tom band. Servo, backdoor Tom Servo, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> backdoor crow. The the caveat would be, it would be better to have a select group of let's say twenty professional comedians and writers to come in and do that. And so it's a paid performance kind of thing Interesting. where you throw down an extra dollar you get, cause that would be a great place for writers to play. Uh, cause I, I follow a lot of comedy writers on Twitter. Uh, they've been blowing stuff up about, uh, the, uh, the Simpsons marathon, everything, getting sure. all kinds of cool little insight and that kind of thing. So I could see watching a Simpsons episode with some of the creators throwing stuff up randomly in the corner pertinent info but it would have to be people who really knew their shit it not only had to be some that knows their shit it'd be somebody who has already watched and established shit to put up there because right. if for anything if you're reacting immediately there is typing time and there is time for it to get from your goodies up onto the screen well, by that time the joke is three seconds away and and what? probably longer because somebody is probably filtering out you know language filled uh, like bad like language, bad language, yeah, well, bad language filled. Well, texts I wouldn't, or tweets. I wouldn't have it curated. It'd be free balls to the wall in my mm-hmm. perfect world. Maybe what you do is you have a separate area where the writers and the participants in this in this are are shown the film three minutes ahead, and so the, by the time the tweets hit, they hit at a good sequence. That's interesting. That's Perfect interesting. Yeah. Okay. That that actually makes me want to see it. Yeah, I'm smart. But <laughs> except this is but not the idea that. of having random. It is not the that, audience. but it's a step towards it. But the idea of having random people in the audience being able to post shit on there. Yeah, that's pretty. That's Fuck pretty terrible. That. Yeah. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. That's where you stick those assholes. There, <laughs> there are fucking assholes that are going to sit on their phone the whole show anyway, and they want that. So fine. Give them what they want, man. That, give them the bad people yeah, movie. give them that fucking movie. You, you created the smoking section for the theater? <laughs> yeah. Seriously, just, the tweeting section. Let them fucking go nuts. Totally see it filled with internet troll comments. Fuck this guy and fuck yeah, that no, guy. I mean, fuck sure, both you guys. Sure, yeah. and let them... Fuck her in the pussy. If, you know, I'm of the opinion, if you have time to make comments on the internet anymore, you are just wasting time. There's so many more important things to do half the time. Writing a letter, composing an interesting thought, Writing an interesting tweet, fine. But if you're spending your day trolling boards, Yonsville. Right. Weekend Geek! Here we Yay. go. Well, this first one, your mileage may vary. I kept it nearby. Because I never saw the original. Ooh. I probably it? did, because I'm old. Deadline is reporting that HBO and Paramount are joining forces to bring Scorsese's 2010 thriller Shutter Island to the small screen in a series that focuses on the history of the hospital and treatments for the mentally ill in the 1950s. We're rebooting after four years. Scorsese is rumored. Was it four? It's Scorsese- got to be longer. No, it's 10, 2010. 2010, he said. Uh, Scorsese is rumored to direct the series, which will be set before the events of the film and tentatively titled Ashcliff. That movie was in 2010? Yeah. That's yep. what he said. Feels I wouldn't have known that, that offhand, but he said it. I, I guess, but it feels longer than that. All right. Okay. So I, I never saw you. it. Would does this idea appear? It I've is never not seen it bad. It's not bad. It's one of those. Um, They're not retelling the story. What's it is that prequel? Uh, the orphanage, and um, what's the one with uh, what's her name? Uh, Miss the Miss, others. Yes. Right. Yes. I don't know. I don't know what the miss yeah, was. Yeah, the, the, uh, the, uh, the, the orphanage of the others. Miss yes. Tom Cruise, right. That would be the others. It's It has that same 
sort of reveal. Okay. Twisted a bit, but it's that same sort of, sort of vibe. Spoilers. Mm. But there you go. Well, I think you're okay there. So it doesn't have to do with that. It has more to do with this hospital and mental health treatment of the 50s. Eh. Um, I would green light this movie. In HBO's hands. Uh, I would definitely green light it then. I, I, I can't say anything bad about the HBO shows. I don't Scorsese watch a lot of them. is Scorsese. behind it. Um, actually, this is interesting. Um, did it, it? You didn't mention anybody who might be in the movie. No, that's. I don't think it's been cast. Is there a big Indian in it? Because what's interesting is that not long ago, <laughs> when I first met uh, Dice Clay, uh-huh. he was talking about shooting a pilot for Scorsese, and I'm thinking this might be it now. Oh. So hmm. he could be in that. Like he was just telling me about a, a pilot that he was shooting. When did you meet him? Like a few months ago. Um, Mr. Silverstein. I think it was March. Matter of fact, uh, that my, would be within. We, that time. me and my buddy from uh, one of the bands that was in town. We went to. He had never been at the Tiki Room, so we drove to the Tiki Room. Nice. And uh, so my friends walk in, and I had my I got my hat, I had, I had a hat on and like a sweater. So I was like, I'm gonna go back and drop this in the car, right? So I drop it in the car, and as I'm coming back. It was like Daniel Baldwin, I think it was, and Dice Clay who were sitting outside. And so I just like did a double take. I was like, wait, what? Did I see that? So I went back out and talked to him, and, you know, we, we became good friends. And, I mean, not good friends. I would just say acquaintances. <laughs> Let me say acquaintances. They invite me over to parties. We're married. BFF. They make Let me, me just say acquaintances. So we started talking about stuff. He got to know me. But, you know, but he was intrigued. Get to know me. He was intrigued by the my name, of course, as sure. most people. Good icebreaker. Did right. you tell me your name was Bonzo? I told him my name was John Bonham. That's <laughs> yeah, that's okay. what gets over. Right. So we, I was like, so what are you doing now? And he's like, well, I'm just shooting this uh, premiere for Scorsese right now, yada, yada. Like, you know, it's so I didn't know if it's that. It could be. I'm hoping now. Curious. Because, you know, Martin Scorsese, I mean, in, in light of things, the guy is, is a rare... I mean, he makes some damn good films, and it's rare that he makes a bad one. Rarity. Yeah. Even if it's a series, it's it's rare that it's bad. So. Did Scorsese do the last waltz? I believe he did. Yeah. Okay. That's on my that's on my list of movies. I I I keep meaning Thus to see. Thus proving my seen. theory right there. Badass Digest is reporting some new behind-the-scenes intel that starts to dig into the vision and scope Disney and Lucasfilm are putting into this new-look version of Star Wars. According to the report, which cites an unnamed Lucasfilm employee, the company hopes to redefine long-form storytelling. The entire next decade of Star Wars material will be planned out in advance, with specific arcs, Easter eggs, and storylines baked in years, sometimes several years in advance. That includes Star Wars Rebels, the tie-in books, tie-in comic books, even video games. It's all going to matter, according to the report. There have been already some rumblings that the upcoming Rebels animated series will have some major connections to the film sequels via bad guys and possibly even character crossovers. It also explains why Disney went to such great lengths to redefine exactly what is in canon, since they plan on building on that and launching a whole connected universe of material. I, I gotta say I improve that. I'm 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 good with that. I like that idea. Yeah, I like that much planning. Yeah. involved so. as opposed to bringing in you know Jar Jar Binks and Ewoks. I'm just holding my breath. Sure, right. There, I, there's there's we'll there's I reason to be ca- cautiously cautiously optimistic. optimistic. Yeah, if, exactly. if you don't rush things, you don't have to worry about things like gravity shifting for no good reason. And uh, that is a plus having it in the hands of Disney because rushing isn't so necessary. And at least they're focusing on scripting and story rather than effects and you know trying to wow the the audience as opposed to tell them a story. 
Yeah. I would like to think there were lessons learned. Are, are we actually <laughs> past that? Are we, are we past effects and flashiness and actually we have no. we know we know no we know how to do that now so we don't have to worry about making it expect some flashy we can tell a story and make the effects some flashy if when you're it talking to michael bay then no it's all flash and I think, explosions i think when it just comes to movies in general I, and i've gone over this before our expectations get the better of us sure and i think that just it's going back to sin city same thing happens like you expect something because you may think that the the first movie was that good or whatever. You hold it on a pedestal. So you want the second one to be just as good. I mean, yeah. in this day and age, because you're, we're now following the Marvel spectacle, so to speak, of like, these guys are fucking doing it right. They're doing it. So we now have to follow that mold, that model. Because we're kind of like throwing out the old models of trying to do shit. But we're still having expectations. I think even though Star Wars will fucking break the bank and break like box office records, we're still going to have expectations. Of and course. that's going to be our problem. And because go, when it fails to exceed our expectations, we're going to fucking trash it. Well, no, and going back to Marvel, I mean, Marvel set the standard for, like, you know, set up an arc. Set up a, you know, nine-movie arc and actually have it go somewhere. I, you know, I think the greatest gift that Lucasfilm gave Disney is by making the prequel films the way that he did, he lowered expectations quite significantly lowered for what co- is to come. Yeah. So yeah, what was at the this best point, the you can, number three? they could probably give us mediocrity and we'll say, that's pretty good, thank you. Three I was mean, probably the best prequel, obviously. Uh, in line with what you're saying, I guess Bonzo. so. If you want, that's like saying that was the least painful shit. I have to agree with that. I, I, in line with what you're saying, Bonzo, I guess, you know, we could accept some responsibility for being disappointed with the the new trilogy because really I mean well I just <laughs> bear with me here for yeah, a I'm, second. I'm gonna list. I'm gonna list. Good here. Come on. We had such high expectations for something that was beloved from our childhood as fans. Okay. But at the same time, we were expecting 1999 and forward George Lucas to produce something that was on par with. 1977, 1980, and 1983, George Boom. Lucas. How? And you're talking about two completely different individuals. Boom. It's the same you, man. Sure, of course you but are. It's, but it's, you, it's, he's a completely different person then. And, and, that's, and that's fine, but I don't necessarily think that's what broke it. What broke it is the fact that it is an incoherent mess. Well, that too, but well, I'm not just saying. Not even that too. It's an incoherent mess. Yes. Five, the Especially first, that first one. The first five minutes. Wonderful, and then it starts falling apart bit by bit after five minutes into it. It's so strange. No, those first five. No, those the first, first five minutes, minutes are terrible. The first two minutes are great. Um, the, it's the, really exciting the, when they start moving at breakneck speed and flipping out and all that kind of shit. And you're like, oh, new no. Jedi powers and shit, and they never do it again. In all the prequels, they never move with that fucking crazy alacrity. Poison the tea. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, yeah. What the Jedi escape? Huh? What are going on? <laughs> Everybody get down there right now. It is just a the series Jedi of broken. The Jedi is in the of pipe now, sir. It was excruciating. What the wrong with the Jedi? <laughs> Who did they do? Like, from that, from that, as soon as people start talking, 80% of the dialogue is... I remember listening to Howard Stern days before it premiered, and he had gotten to see an early take... And he was like, what the fuck with all these Muppets? <laughs> he was like, he was like, there's a Muppet over here, and there's a Muppet over here, and then this thing's a Muppet, and this, there's so many fucking Muppets. And I'm like, 
oh no and, and part of me was like oh well i like muppets yeah yeah, yeah. but then but then i saw it and i was like oh yeah <laughs> it's just a bunch of crazy gibberish muppets going bar, 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 bar. like it, it i would would it be so much better <laughs> they go to that boo and they go down into that. They find Jar Jar, and he's one of them. Yep, 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 yep. If they'd been actual physical puppets, it'd been so much more charming. And I think that's what JJ's really tapping into. Too. <laughs> Everything's going to be physical. Everything's going to be real. And yeah, like you said, he was a different person. But he's a different person who really lost. He'd gotten way too big on the ego train. Well, that too. Okay, he thought yes. he could take okay. care of everything but on his at, own. Look at Guardians of the Galaxy. One of the things I loved about that movie is all the different, you know, the people, you know, the blue people and the green people and shit. I never looked at that and thought, oh, that's somebody with green makeup on. I, it was done well enough that I believed that there were green people. Right. It was, it was yeah, done but subtly. A lot of it that was CGI, buddy. Yeah. No, nonetheless, it, it, it looked, it looked like it looked good as opposed to and like. Not only that, but you could see a character in it. Right. right. Yeah. And the other thing fair, too is, fair. is there, there, it's, it's the actors that are that have the makeup on. It's there. There's a live human being underneath that stuff. As much CG or extra effects that are on it, there's a live human being yeah, under the all mo-cap. of it. All the mocap was still live people. It's, it's very, very much, yeah, exactly. very, very much live humans, and that just that feels different to the human eye. It feels different yeah. to the human spirit. Um, and the great thing about Guardians is they threw you in with both feet, like they did with the original Star Wars. Lucas didn't go about explaining how Jawas behave on a day-to-day basis. Right. He didn't take you to the Jawa village and let you see the Jawas having right. interpolitical discussions and shit. No, they were just freaky little junk traders. But yeah. again, and back you to knew, the, and that's enough. Yeah. Again, back to character. Rocket Raccoon as opposed to an Ewok. Rocket Raccoon would beat the shit out of. Them. I'm just saying. I had no problem believing Rocket Raccoon. Yes, who was much more implausible. Oh, yeah. than well, Ewoks. Ewoks, Ewoks were nothing but a budgetary concern. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a budgetary concern on two fronts. It was half the expense of creating a Wookiee costume because you could you do get twice the, about a quarter actually. Yeah, yeah. Bit, right. Yeah. And then on top of that, it was the teddy bear market. Yeah, you know. Marketing. And speaking of that, like because I, I remember I th- I think we've talked about this before about the Ewoks and shit, where it was supposed to be on you know it was spo- we were supposed to go see Kashik Kashik yeah. and then like. You know, I'm hoping that we decide to do that in these ones. I, if that's so, I hope it's they make it organic. Not well, we need to get to Kashyyyk, right? Like, like if we're so, if we're going we to see sense. Chewie or something, or it's like you know, years and it could be. I, don't I know. would say, I would say the chances are strong. Eventually, you will. Yeah, give us a reason. Don't just go did there because we, we have Kashyyyk? to hit all the points. Yeah, we did. We did see it in part three. Right. Of oh, so we did. You're yeah. right. Never mind. Never mind. I told again. I'm spacing because it was that bad. Yeah, but I only yeah, remember exactly. bits and parts of three that was like, okay, this is this is better than the rest. So deal. You know, and the more we talk about this, the more I realize. I think I've only seen the prequels once each. That's okay. And that's all you need. I honestly don't remember a lot of them. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember every a lot bit of forgettable of Star Wars, Flash, the oh, yeah. real movies, but Shane Black will direct the Destroyer. A new film based on the popular series of paperback novels, some 150 of them so far, originally conceived by Warren Murphy. The Destroyer is the story of Newark police officer Remo Williams, who is framed and sentenced to death, but brought back to life after his alleged execution. He then becomes an enforcement arm for Cure, a secret branch for the U.S. government that operates outside the boundaries of the Constitution. Williams is tasked with taking out America's enemies, aided by apparently ageless Asian Asian sidekick Chun. Okay, I'm I'm on board with him directing. 
Right. Right? And if some of this sounds familiar, it's because in 1985, Red Ward starred in Remo, William the Adventure Begins, an attempt to launch the series on film. The movie was a flop. The screenplay is by Jim Ools, who did Fight Club, and James Maloney. The later co-authored and wrote several of the books in the series. He stopped in 2008. Remo Williams was not bad. Yeah, I, you, I loved you it. Who played I still his, love it. Do you remember who played his ageless, agent, age, ageless Asian trainer? A That's non-Asian. Asian. for you to see. <laughs> <laughs> Chun see, Joel Gray. Sorry. Yeah, it was played by Joel Gray. Um, the, guy, the guy from uh, Cabaret. Yeah. Mm. So actually, what's her name? Kate uh, Mulgrew is the uh, is the love interest. No, no, but uh, right. well, his daughter is uh, what's her name um, from um, Nobody Puts Baby in a Corner. Dirty oh, Dancer. Aaron Gray. Yes, that's his Jennifer daughter. Jennifer Gray. Jennifer Gray. Thank uh, you. Yes, what sorry. he said. Aaron, Aaron Gray. Gray. Somebody else. <laughs> I, I, I heard I went to Buck Rogers. Sorry. Uh, Great. Aaron Gray. Jennifer Gray. You just sprung oh, yeah. the Jennifer professor. Gray, yeah. Anyway, oh, me too. Shane <laughs> is also apparently doing. Uh, it's in development or it's in production as we speak. The sequel to Predator. Yeah, we talked about that a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, you know, just throwing that just back remember, out. I'll, just I'll remind you one more nerdy reference and here. The Destroyer series is also the inspiration for Punisher. Yes. One more nerdy reference. Jennifer Grey is married to Clark Gregg, Agent Coulson of Marvel M- Marvel fame. Agents right. of S.H.I.E.L.D., Avengers, etc. It's all linked. It's Hail weird. Hydra. Yeah. It's a conspiracy. Uh, Hail Hydra. And in case you didn't know, Academy Award winner Richard Attenborough died. The yes. British actor-director had been in a wheelchair after falling down the stairs six years ago, spent several years in a nursing home along with his wife. He was 90 years old. Though he had a successful career that spanned over 70 years, Attenborough is best remembered for, to recent generations for his role in Steven Spielberg's 1993 blockbuster Jurassic Park, where he starred as John Hammond, the billionaire behind the dinosaur theme park. He also played Chris Kringle in the 1994 reboot of Christmas classic Miracle right. on, the, on 34th Street. Right, right. And starred in the 1963 war film *The Great Escape*. Didn't he narrate oh, some stuff yeah. too? Yeah, he narrated a hell of a lot of stuff. Planet yeah. Earth, right? Uh, yeah, Earth. They, no, uh, Planet Earth. That's yes, right. They Hard covered to say, him in uh, amber. They covered him in amber when they there you put go. him in the ground. Yeah. Hard so, to say he starred in *The Great Escape*. *The Great Escape* is such a great. Uh, Steve McQueen, bitch. So like in Steve McQueen. sixty years, they can watch it again right now. Park. Yep. All about Steve McQueen. Welcome That's a man's man right there. Park. Spared no expense. Yeah, you know, I watch. I watch Planet Earth every now and then. Look out. There's one of the Attenboroughs. <laughs> don't move. It can't see you if you don't move. <laughs> Where's my Oscar? <laughs> what a clever girl. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm scared. Turn the light off. Turn the light off. <laughs> Attenborough. <laughs> Uh, it's a lovely <laughs> tribute to a brilliant actor. Ah, ah, ah. You didn't receive the Academy Award. Nothing is sacred to Paul. Uh, Did uh, you uh, not uh. hear him say that he last week? He would have loved it. He would have. I'm Richard Attenborough. Yeah, I remember him in... 18 feet tall. In The Great Escape. He, he, they, like, you, you look at him and, and you're just like, holy shit, that is Attenborough. Yeah, is right? Because yep. he's so young in that film. And even then... he wait, wait, he was young 50 years ago? <laughs> no, but I mean, like, as far as, like, he was older than some of the others, but I mean, it's temporally still speaking, he <laughs> aged. Compared to when you see him in Jurassic Park, you'd, sure. you'd just, it just... Remember it, how 20 years ago we were younger than we are now? <laughs> Apply uh, a similar <laughs> logic to David Atten- Richard Attenborough's life. Hey, uh, is Alec Guinness in that movie, too? Alec Guinness sure is. Hey, uh, is he? Fact huh? Check. Is Alec Guinness in The Greatest Game? You don't ever? recognize him because he has been cloned and regenerated with the gene of a diplodon. 
Hey, fact check. You Martin, were around the Martian like, is a and now he now? has. He comes out and he says, "Hello, I am Alex, Sir Alec Guinness. I've been cloned with a diplodon." And everybody's like, "Well, you look pretty normal to me." He's like, "That's until I disrobe." And he takes his clothes off to reveal his <laughs> diplodon. <laughs> Yeah, and it, had, it, and it has a rattle. And it spits. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> Better hide. It makes me angry. Very uh, angry indeed. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. Oh, I'm going to blow up the earth. It is obstructing my view of Mars. Oh, Kermy. <laughs> yeah, it's all the same. They're all the same guy. Yeah, I was going to say. I was thinking Kermit the well, whole they, time. No, they're all the same guy. There's not really very slight changes in it. And then, wait, it could be Ernie. What? Yeah, am I Ernie or am I Kermit? So many... Songs about Attenboroughs. Uranium <laughs> 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 uh, oh, I was going to, but I, I probably the moment I start talking, Paul or yourself are going to interrupt me, so I'm not going to go anywhere. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Get you the ambulance. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna call you fucking ambulance. Hold on, <laughs> let me get the, let me get the number one nine hundred crying ass. <laughs> Pardon me, Dracula. <laughs> oh, you're, you're forgiven. No problem. Everything's fine. Oh, this makes me very angry. <laughs> oh, no. My castle is being raided by Attenboroughs. No, Good thing I'm here in Surf it. Castle. Yes, that's right. Dracula's in Surf Castle. Yeah, yeah. Dracula's here. Dracula's in Surf Castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I only get to have lots of fun at night because I'd be killed by the sun's bright light. But I still get to hear lots of fun when the beach is done and there's no more sun and Whee! they're burning the fire. Out there on the Torgo. beach, and they're having their fun, and their parties in Sheech. Sheech? Sheech. Sheech. Oh, I'm in Sheech and Sheech. Sheech and over his head. <laughs> so that way he just does not think like that anymore. No. Oh. It would take a lot of brain damage to knock that out of his head. Uh, he already has I severe don't, brain damage. That's the thing. I don't imbibe in any toxins aside from the deadly poison of sugar coated things. <laughs> <laughs> It's the only thing that I turn to. Sugar-coated it may not have taken any drugs, but all the stuff from what's going on in my mouth has got to be poisoning your it's brain. Probably, it's probably quite Yeah, especially cocktail. that ranch shit last week. God damn, that ranch soda. Oh. You are a horrible man, sir. Wait. Spoiler alert. Cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the video's <laughs> up, isn't it? Uh, it? It will be up before the week is over, yes. Oh, damn it. It takes a while. I am, I'm still editing, yes. I didn't know. That's all right. <laughs> it's Let's red light done. and green light something. Red light. Right, Red sorry. light. Hey, stop stealing my thunder, you son of a bitch. That's my job. Actors are in no- negotiations to sign on for roles in New Line's reboot slash remake to Vacation, the classic 1980s comedy that starred Chevy Chase. Uh, John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein wrote the script and are making their dictor- directorial debut. Dictorial? <laughs> Dictorial. <laughs> Dictatorial, my boy. Dictatorial. Kind of comedy. The, mo- the new movie sees Ed Helms starring as Rusty Griswold, the grown-up <laughs> We're son... We're fucking red-lighting the shit out of that. Have you looked around the room? The grown-up son of Clark Griswold, who takes his family on a road trip similar to the one he and his parents and sister took when he was young. You lost Paul at, at Ed Helms. That's like, true. He's just like, done! <laughs> uh, Christina Applegate is on board as Rusty's wife. Chase and Beverly D'Angelo are to make cameos in the movie, which begins shooting in September. Chris Hemsworth is playing Stone Crandhold, the up-and-coming anchorman and husband of Rusty's sister, Audrey. Hmm. Uh, Who's playing Audrey? Uh, that hasn't been uh, cast oh, okay. yet. Okay. I see. Fill me in on Ed Helms, because I'm not, I'm not... I know the name, but I'm not... 
Uh, he was in that uh, the the Hangover. Yeah. He's the one that lost the tooth in the office. He was in Where, Where the Millers the recently. Uh, yes, he was. That was in, pretty. He was, that was a pretty fucking funny movie, actually. What was he um, in the seventies? Uh, Paul doesn't like him because he's Canadian, and Paul hates all Canadians. That's I a, didn't know a, that about him. That is the absolute truth. Wow! If you listen, to Captain Canada, Captain Canada, yeah. he's, he's, he's maintained <laughs> yeah, if, severe control around him. Yeah, if, if listen, just listen to Ice Cream Social, and you'll realize just how deep seated his hate for all Canadians are. Did you see the picture of him? It's sorry, fact check Andy's looking at a photo looking, of that I, right I, now. I don't so. recognize the guy. I've never okay. seen him. You've probably oh, you hate never, Canadians, huh? You've I've, probably seen him. He's been in a lot of he's been in a lot of bit parts. He's been in a few starring roles. He's primarily known for The Office, you, but uh, you know, what I keep seeing in, in in movies and TV now is the guy that plays uh, the grandfather in uh, um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, that yes, guy. he's in a yeah. lot of stuff right yeah, now. Yeah, I just like, I just keep spotting him now. I mean, I, I when I saw him on Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm like. Oh, that's the sheriff from an episode of uh, Firefly. It's, it's funny how that that all kind of works. But yeah, like I just saw him in an episode of uh, either well, Leverage Firefly or uh, had Fillion in it, or Guardian, right. and so did Guardian. Yeah. So when when casting starts to just kind of snowball for people, right? It's one of those things where if you get in something, somebody else goes, "Oh, he was in that. Okay, I'll put him in this." And oh, he was in that and that. Okay, I'll put him in this. And it's yeah. kind of has a cumulative effect. And then what's funny is like that. Many of those projects can be years. Right. Part, and then suddenly three or four of them are released in a similar time window. Yeah. And it's like, that guy's everywhere. Well, I mean, I, I've, well, been, I've been watching eight months. Burn Notice and Leverage this week. <laughs> Why would you watch Burn Notice? I, Burn Notice. I like Burn Notice. I like Burn Notice. It's, it's a fun show. I, I agree with Paul that it is. I mean, they, I actually I got to a point watching it this week. I'm like, okay, it needs a break now. I, I, I've, Burn I've, Notice? I've seen yet another reveal of somebody behind the curtain, behind the curtain, behind the curtain, behind the curtain, behind the curtain. Oh, yeah. I can take a break now. The last couple of seasons of Burn Notice were really bad with that. It's like, come on. <laughs> just get over the whole con- quote-unquote conspiracy theory in his history and then just do the fun, you know. Is that show still on? Story. No, it's yeah. over. It's, oh, it is over? I this was over. The, this, this season was the final season? Yes. Okay. I did watch the uh, the final episodes of Leverage, which does have an ending. It's nice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. E- even though they, they barely had enough time to rewrite the last few episodes to yeah. kind of give it some closure. They actually did finish leverage on a, a fairly positive note. And I was, I was, I'm, I won't spoil it, but I was happy with the ending I having, having watched it from the very beginning through the end of the uh, series. So, uh, Paul vacation sequel. Oh yeah. That, no, thank uh, you. I, I don't we know. We were trying to avoid talking about that. Cause it <laughs> yeah. sounds so awful. Yeah. So, um, we're, we're, we're red lighting the shit out of that. It actually. So Paul went to the bathroom. He gave a thumbs down. Jeff seemed disinterested. Uh, fact checked Andy was like yeah fuck that from the get go and so was I we have all officially red lighted the shit out of that here's the thing I know I don't get a vote I'd actually green light it yeah, yeah. you're a horrible human I might be but the only thing that I, w- it, I will say the premise sounds intriguing as far as it not necessarily being a reboot per se and more of a continuation that's of, what it, that's what it more seems like yeah. I think the, the words reboot misused there right. yeah. recontinuation maybe uh, because I like the idea of rusty so enamored of that vacation that he took in the way he remembered it. Which he right. hated. That, right, but that, yeah. that's what we all do. Wait right. for it, wait for it. If they do, yeah, okay. it well. Uh, there we go. But I like that idea of him trying to recapture that with his family as it stands now in a modern era, trying to do this old-style family vacation across the country. I think there's a lot of potential in it. Yeah, yeah I, I, I see. The I potential. don't disagree. And I like the fact that they've got Chevy and Beverly and its cameos at least. Yeah, but yeah, uh, that'd be cool. I guess. I mean, uh, 
It's so tough. I mean, I... I, I, don't, I don't have the Helms hate that Paul has. Yeah. Well, here's the I thing. I don't have any Helms knowledge. Here's the thing. You know who played Rusty in the original fucking... Right. In the second one. Mm-hmm. Or in Christmas Vacation. Right. I don't remember who but was but it. The, it's but the, it's the guy who It's uh, Anthony is, Michael Hall. No. In the, in the Christmas Vacation. Christmas Vacation. Oh. Christmas Vacation, it was uh, the Big Bang Theory. Uh, yeah. The, shoot, I just totally... Johnny Galecki? So you're yeah, saying, yeah, why Galecki, don't they get... Thank that's you. right. So uh, now you're saying, why don't they get him? Why not just put Galecki? I mean, because, be, because, because Hollywood's an ass? No, no. That actually goes against the joke of Vacation. That everybody gets replaced? That, and the, the, two, that the two different. children are always replaced. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Rule of fours, I guess. Yeah, sure, but it'd be it'd be intriguing. I don't know, whatever. Hey, I want to. I guess anyone but Ed Harris, Ed Helms. I <laughs> Ed mean, Helms. Ed Harris is a much better actor than Ed. <laughs> Ed Harris would make a whole interesting movie. Out of that. First of all, <laughs> first of all, I need you to sit down, shut up, get your seatbelts on. We're, we're driving, we're going on vacation. <laughs> um, I want to touch back on something that you brought up That's during right. that vacation thing. Okay. So, Paul, you hate Canadians? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever no. Paul gets up to uh, go to the bathroom, that's the on joke the show. of when I go away, I can't defend myself. <laughs> yeah. He starts, he, he slanders my opinion of Canadians. Because you know, <laughs> when I've been engaged to Canadians, our very good friend I, Captain Canada is here. You just like to talk. I about don't him like behind Captain Canada, engaged. but it's not all. Can- it's not all Canadians. <laughs> engaged in what? Huh? You said you were engaged to Canadians. Engaged in what? I was engaged to a Canadian. Yeah. That's yeah, and, and engaged in coitus. Hey, Paul, <laughs> you were seriously engaged to a Canadian once? Yeah. I was going to marry one, too. Yep. Well, how better you, Canuck next time. How do you get the, sti- <laughs> how do you get the stink of maple off you? I couldn't. <laughs> That's part of what drove us apart. Uh, so you always like walked into a room smelling of uh, maple syrup? Yeah. And I was like, oh, like, this is bullshit. You've been She's eating like, pancakes again? <laughs> I apologize. I apologize to you my should. sister-in-law, Alexis. <laughs> Red light, green light, this one, gentlemen. The BBC. Balls. The BC. <laughs> yes. I green light balls. <laughs> the British Balls co- Corporation. We've got the British balls of them all. The British <laughs> Broadcasting Company has greenlit The Living and the Dead, a new series developed by the creators of Life on Mars. The period set supernatural drama will be written by Ashley Farrow and Matt, uh, Matthew Graham, who both worked on the UK version of Mars and its sequel, Ashes to Ashes. As for The Living and the Dead, it'll be a six-episode series set in Somerset, England in 1888. According to the report, the plot will explore a land and community on the edge of monumental change and on the hinge between ancient traditional ways and an industrial scientific future in a land of ghosts and myths, poltergeists and demons. At the heart of the community is Nathan Appleby, a reluctant farmer obsessed with proving his the existence of the afterlife. The writers say they hope they will be there will be a moving, tender, sensual, and very very scary. Cool. Uh, filming set to start in England's West Country in 2015. Yeah, I'm gonna red light that. Yeah, why? It just doesn't sound appeasing. What? Appeasing or appealing? Either one. Appeasing. Teasing my peas and what would you do? I'm gonna green light it because there's nothing in that I hate. Yeah, I'll give it a shot. I, I I think there's there's possibilities there. There's nothing that makes me go. There's some new the things you're thinking. There. Is there? Yeah, it's a completely original idea. I guess I don't say it's I'm a completely original for. idea. In fact, but the whole supernatural some, aspects of it kind of brings right. it into. But but show some new enough. No, show enough me the original stuff. ideas. Not, there's not original it, ideas. Was that saying enough he, new stuff that they're trying to use science to 
it's disprove not, the, the supernatural or the no. su- it's it's occurring no it's, simultaneously. this guy's trying to prove the afterlife as the oh main character. I see. you know the stupid okay. thing i get in my head when you talk about this show is that there's some weird british show that's on it was on pbs a lot when i back when i watched terrestrial tv that was like the days of wine and roses it seemed to be mostly about old british guys wandering around the countryside Okay. Yeah, and that, that's the that's the image I get. That's for the some image reason. you get. Yes, and poltergeists oh. do it. Yeah, I know you don't get an opinion. Mm-hmm. So tell me why I would greenlight it. I can't. I can't speak for you. That that makes no sense. Is, to any, me. is anybody else greenlighting this? I'm greenlighting it. Tell greenlight. me why. Paul's got a green. I'm greenlighting because there's nothing no, I'm just in it saying, that I hate. Why would I like it? Oh, why would you like it? It might not be your cuppa, but I think it's got a, a chance, and there might be an audience out there for it. There's, there's nothing in it that makes you go, "What a stupid idea." Why are you doing this? Why are you wasting money on it? It's like, okay, there's some intriguing thoughts there. It could be interesting. Okay, I will give it a one-show preview. Okay, I got he'll, a pilot order for this guy. the pilot. I'll go for the pilot. If it's good in the pilot, then I'll greenlight the rest. I just, I red light. I just... Why are you, why are you red lighting it? That's why I want to know, see? Because like, my theories are like I, jumbled I, here. I don't know. It just... The, the thought of somebody trying to prove the existence of the afterlife and the supernatural twist. It just that was called Beetlejuice, right? But, be, but keep in mind that it's not that he's doing it in a land that is like ours. Right. He's doing it in a world of ghost myths, poltergeists, and demons. I, I get that. All right. And just, I, nah, doesn't appeal to me. Okay. So he was doing it in a full world. Yeah. Of poltergeists. I, I actually, the more you say it, the more I like it, actually. So I'm reading it even more. All I right. kind of... Paul? Yeah, I think I might go for a full green light now, not wow. just a pilot order. I'm go. I'm good for it. I want to see it. I yeah, said, he, I he said, said green that. light. This sounds this sounds more intriguing by the second. You're right, you're right, fact check. Like, the, I'm I'm into all that kind of stuff. And like, I I, I was always waiting. I, I've always said I'm waiting for something original. Okay. Now it might not fully be original well, as we've been bringing sure. up. And we've been really concentrating on the ghosts and myths part. But I think the part that really fascinates me is one the setting in 1888. You know, the industrial revolution right. versus the classic way we have always done things. I like that. You know what? Yeah, I'll go with it. I like the period style stuff too. I am just Yeah, it's and, and I, that is a really intriguing time in history too. That is a major uh-huh. point of change. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah, I'm good to go. Well, I can't believe it's just greenlit shit. Actually, what? think about think about I mean the western movies all take place in that time. Right? Um Bat Masterson Okay. You know, classic, but a real person mm-hmm. dies in the 20s or the 30s in Chicago as a sports writer. Red light, green light. One more, gentlemen. Spielberg has plans to bring Minority Report to the small screen. The, Mi- the Minority Report film was based on a story by author Philip K. Dick that featured Tom Cruise as the head of Pre-Crime, a special police unit that uses three psychics to identify and arrest murderers, murderers before they commit their crimes. Things go awry when he's identified as a future murderer. The source claims that Godzilla screenwriter Mac Bo- Max Bornstein will pen the series. When Minority Report was released in theaters, it grossed more than $358 million worldwide. You have the writer from the film. You've already greenlit me. It, we're red lighting, I'm definitely greenlighting this, yeah. Uh, I don't have the writer from the original. Oh, the movie. We have the Godzilla screenwriter, oh, Max Bornstein, writing this series. Wait, the Godzilla screenwriter yeah. of the new Godzilla? The new Godzilla. I'm okay with that, too. Okay. Green light. There was a storyline to that movie? <laughs> Actually, the, the, Did you not like the Godzilla? short story it's based on is even weirder than all right. the movie. You're so, all right. So I got it. 
a, a surprising another green light from uh, Bonzo. Two. I love that movie. I, I love yeah, Minority so Report. I, I love, love Minority to see Report more of it. I, I love the, the world the that it built. The, the world it was built. I love. I love the build. I love the 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 way the computers worked. I love the yeah. The I'm automated a sucker cars. for Philip K. Dick stuff. I, I think they put a built a really compelling world there. I love the. Uh, yeah, I mean, it felt like stuff that, yep, that's going to happen. That's going to happen. It wasn't so much flying cars, you know, which we've been promised for a year. You know, it's good. flying cars are twenty years in the future. Yeah, you know, we've heard that sure. for fifty years. But I mean, like the stuff, like the uh, the ads that recognize you and spot, you know, are targeted towards you specifically. I'm like, yeah, we got five years to that happening. It's already happening on the internet, right, Jeff? <sighs> I'm so torn on this one. I really, really loved the movie. But I'm wondering how much Spielberg's going to have hands-on with the development on this, because it sounds like he's just going to executive produce it. Maybe. And let's face it, his track record as an executive producer for television is not stellar right now. Currently, I it's mean, extant, Extant right? is one of them. Uh, uh, shoot, what's the other one that he's an executive producer on that I was just so blah Wasn't over there a lately? show on Fox with uh, Carl Urban tears. recently? That movie Fart Tears that he's working on. Oh, yeah. Fart Tears. Fart it's tears. terrible, yeah. Yeah. This woman cries, and it's like... When like, does that sound come out of her tear ducts? Yeah, yeah. And and they're like, oh, can I get you a tissue, or do you need fucking toilet paper? <laughs> She's like, I need toilet paper, because after the fart comes the poop. <laughs> That's what she sounds like, or he? That's what she sounds like. Oh, it's, wow. It's played by the woman from Cake she, Farts, though, right? Yeah, she well, she poops out her eyes. Cake Farts. We should have called this, I poop out my eyes. You know what she sounds like? She farts. sounds like the fucking, that, that person would do, like, the Grindhouse trailers. <laughs> When oh, she puts out of her eyes. <laughs> my tear farts fall on my pillow at night. Uh, <laughs> we're getting a song. We're getting a song. I dream of you. <laughs> my te- my poop tears creep out my... Oh my your poop tears? Yeah. The thing is, I imagine a Kraftworks beat behind me. I'm actually imagining... <laughs> I kind of see that now. I'm imagining a J-pop song, but we can't understand the words. I poop but tears about creep out my eye holes at night, yeah. and they land on my pillow where they lay alone. If I roll over at night, I end up with poop. Tears in my hair. Poop tears in my hair. You know how bad it hurts your tear ducts to have diarrhea come out of them? What? the beats. I get the little... What? You know how bad it hurts your tear ducts to have diarrhea come out of them? Yeah, bad. I think he's having that problem right now. So, um, there's a... Out of your eyes, man. All right. So, um, Minority Report... Poop tears in my eyes. Back to you, Jeff. I would say green light pilot and then... Obviously, from there we have but, a uh, new level because, of green light. I do love the green light. The Why movie, red light, Paul? Because I don't care. <laughs> don't care about more minority report. Not if I mean, what are they going? They're going to really focus on the 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 future seeing uh, goo dwellers. Don't know. Fuck it, dude. I don't need any of that bullshit. <laughs> psychic. Don't need good bullshit. Psychic bullshit. Yeah, Get out of here. We don't know if they're going to be in it or not. So if they're not in it, you would oh, you green no. light it? I'm, I'm going to guess they are going to be in it. Yeah. Why be wouldn't they be? They were, the, they were the whole crux of yeah. the movie. But I don't think you'd make it a sequel. I think you would make it. I think you'd run uh, at least a season a continuation. or two. No, I think you'd run it at least a season or two, basically covering that whole story of the, the story. movie. Yeah. No, thank you. Get out of here. Give Ken Burns some more money to make another movie. It become the the be pre crime of the pre crime of the week kind so of thing. Technically, since, since this is something that is going forward, regardless of our opinions on it, I would certainly hope that they make a focus in the series 
the whole notion of once you see a glimpse of the future it's that particular future is no longer set because seeing it you know the that whole notion the the theory that you know once it's been viewed it's no longer set it's no longer a fate possible that, that yeah is... it's 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 no longer a possible future because uh you've looked at it you've now seen the possibilities so now you're you know your your current consciousness is going to say well you know that's you know i now or, I or now is, I know what's going to happen, right? Or is it the kind mm. of con- or is it the kind of writing where it's like no matter, even though you've oh, seen the, it, the predestination, you, yeah, predestination, con- yeah. That what what Jeff is saying is exactly the point of the short story. The short story is yeah, exactly is, is people rewriting, finding out, and then rewriting it, and finding out, and rewriting it, and finding out, and rewriting it. Well, it's 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 one of those theories. Like it goes into like quantum physics and you know the theory that if time travel were possible you would not know the future because oh, once is. you've actually it's just like in 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 quantum physics once you've uh once you've measured you know an atom in its in its location or uh, rather a uh, not an atom but uh, you know part- particles in an atom like oh. a photon proton etc once you've measured that and, and measured their location you it's it's there now it's not oh it's schrodinger's it, cat it's no yeah exactly okay. Schrodinger's cat. Here we go. One more gentleman. Red light, green light. Sigourney Weaver has joined Liam Neeson and Felicity Jones in a fantasy film. Red light, green light. I I can't. (laughs) (laughs) My my penis rules my emotions. Explosion. (laughs) Red light, green light. Gravy. (laughs) Sigourney Weaver has joined Liam Neeson. Okay, Cupid. I want Sigourney Weaver to be in a pagamina relationship with me. That Will sounds exactly like pagamina? you, fact check. Where's my pagamina? Oh, the gorny beaver. I want to get at her Sigourney beaver. Woohoo! I want to be polygamous with her. The only one not laughing was Jeff. Where's the, the only one more? not laughing is Jeff. Oh, the gorny, the gorny beaver. Be my polygamous. Torgo and Fact Check are turning red. It's a fantasy film called A Monster Calls. Oh, it's fantasy, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Which is based on Patrick Ness's award-winning children's novel. The film is being directed by Juan Antonio Bayona. Uh, He did The Impossible, which I haven't seen. It's a good film. And the story follows, quote, a young boy who attempts to deal with bullying at the hands of his classmates and his mother's terminal illness by escaping into a fantastical world through the guidance of a tree monster. Uh, Weaver will play the boy's grandmother. Jones I is playing the boy's boy's mother, and Neeson is playing the monster. The movie is set to be released October 2016. Gentlemen, what do you think of this? Is a movie? Yeah, a monster calls. Uh, so you got Ripley and Bill the Butcher. Oh, that's Liam Neeson, the priest. So from Gangs of New York. So kind of it's it's got a good cast. It's got a decent cast. Is this animated or live action? Uh, I'm assuming live action, but I could be wrong. But it seems like it might be live action. I'll say green light. Yeah? What what tickles you about it? Uh, it mostly just the cast. <laughs> the Gorny Bieber! <laughs> I'm tickled by the Gorny's Bieber! Dear OK Cupid, I am ready. I am ready to be polygamagum. <laughs> I'll take it in my mouth and my ass face. 
please give me polygamagum love with Tagani Bieber. <laughs> the, the uh, cast. <laughs> I like the cast. Okay. I um. also want a cast with Tagani Bieber to keep her still at night. Put her in a full body cast so she can't run away like everyone else. Okay, Cupid. God damn you, Paul, for seeing Sigourney Bieber. Now I got images in my head I can't get out. I'm Sigourney Bieber. You sound so much like what Paul's talking right now. Uh, Andy. There's the new picture of Sigourney Bieber. Sigourney Bieber. Sigourney Bieber out of my head. She's like Justin Bieber, but Sigourney Bieber. That will be the cover picture for this episode. Sigourney Bieber. I know you're listening. Sigourney Bieber. Sigourney Bieber. What's his song? Baby, baby, baby. I have to give so much credit. What's the other one? What's his other song? I don't know. Oh, come on, Jeff. I'm looking right at you. <laughs> I know you are. I was like, come why on. are you looking at me? Well, I don't know. Uh, who I could, uh, Justin Bieber fan club. That's One Direction over here. Not oh, What? Weird. Oh, that's right. Run Direction. Right. He was One Direction. One Direction and none for Justin Bieber's. What's it? What is the what is uh, his other song? I have no I could I no He's got baby 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 oh baby. You know what? Maybe pulled that one out. Oh, so was uh, he. Uh, as long as you love me. There's there's that one. Is that him? I yeah. Think so. No, I don't think so. No, not, not the one you're thinking of. Okay. I don't know. Fuck it. Yeah, that's exactly it. I don't it. care anymore. Thank right. you. So Too late. But I just wanted something where you could the insert pad. the lyric, uh, get away from her, you bitch. <laughs> Justin Bieber. Oh, I said baby, None of us know the songs baby, well to sing to Get him. away from her, you bitch. Okay, that, that's not too bad. <laughs> I see you see put Justin Justin Bieber in uh in the giant uh mech construction suit. <laughs> you know, you're be, right, it's images I don't Sigourney want. Bieber. Right, exactly. <laughs> Sigourney Bieber, he's in that big suit. Get away from her, you bitch. And before oh, he said Sigourney man. Bieber, I had images of a uh, palangorous uh, relationship with Sigourney Bieber and uh, Palangorous yeah. now, it's Palangorous. <laughs> palangorous, Palangorous. The Philanderous, yes. And it's Zakinski. Ooh, I know. Yeah. Red light, green light on the green light. Green. Oh, on the show, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm green on that too. God, just lost my train of thought. A monster call. No, I know, I know. I was thinking of something. And yes, it does. It left me. <laughs> God damn it! God damn it, Paul. Oh, I remember what I was going to say now. No, Red no. light. Big shout out to Ace for last week's photo. Oh, the the Sorcerer Supreme. The, yes, the Medea, Medea Strange. Medea Strange. <laughs> Pretty awesome. That is fantastic, Ace. So I'm yeah. hoping that you can come up with something for Sigourney <laughs> Beaver. I'm sure you can't just put put Justin Bieber in that fucking. You know, uh, it for, sounds for, like a quick for cut most. Paste. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. For most it, of that line, I thought done. he was saying Sigourney Beaver. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, I was Sigourney, saying Sigourney Beaver. I was saying Sigourney Beaver for a while. Yeah. And okay. then it just transmuted. Okay. Sigourney, Sigourney yeah. Beaver. Yeah, you're not wrong. Okay. Oh, I think Ace could do both. Maybe yeah, he could do pictures. a side-by-side picture. Sigourney Beaver. Sigourney Weaver is a beaver, and then Sigourney <laughs> Weaver is Sigourney Beaver. <laughs> I'm Sigourney Weaver, and I'm secretly right, a beaver. So red light, green light, green light. Paul's red lighting. You are both are green lighting? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I'm green lighting. Wow. Who it are sounds you? like a real, like... Interest. It sounds like an interesting, you know, the bully concept kind of. I do like that of, part of it. Kind of reminds me a little bit of Neverending Story in a way where the yeah. kid needed a little bit of help, and you got it from Falcor and some of the other stuff. And I kind of, I kind of enjoy that. I like people sent to other fantasy worlds from real world. It's, yeah. I've always loved that trope they ever since I was a like kid. So I'm really like the hell. Oh, yeah, when Stone you're when you're dealing with a with a you know a hard family issue like you know disease, <laughs> <and> stress, <laughs> you do want to escape to a. Stop rubbing it, Jeff. <laughs> 
it takes you want care to of escape itself. to a fantasy plane. <laughs> <laughs> I think you already did if you got a hard family issue. In the future, you may want to use the word difficult. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't matter what word I used. He would go off on some tirade. You know, when you're dealing with an erect penis family issue... <laughs> You gotta make sure that things get taken care of in the right way. You gotta t- treat it delicately, like one would a vagina family issue, a sopping wet vaginal family issue. We all've been there, right? Sure, dripping with lust family issue. We know what we're talking about. When you have a pre-cum family issue come up, you gotta know how to handle it the right way, the right way. With kid gloves. The right way. Kid gloves. Right Gross, way. like Michael Jackson did. I the right wang or the right the way. right wang. I think I liked it better when he was face was buried in Facebook there for the last, <laughs> last half hour. <laughs> uh, that's it for the that like that three greenlit things. Here. Three, three. Abba wabba wabba. That's the butterfingers talking. It sure is. <laughs> Nobody better lay a finger on my erect penis candy. <laughs> Never bar. bring him candy again. <laughs> bring him more candy. <laughs> Do not bring him more candy. What the fuck are you doing? Feeding fuel to the fire here. Yeah. Twitch and Amazon have both made announcements they are moving forward with a deal for Amazon to buy the video game streaming service for seven oh, sorry 970 million dollars made Paul drop the cap Twitch CEO Emmett oh. Shear promised in the letter that Twitch will get better with Amazon's help <laughs> quote today I am pleased to announce we've acquired oh, by Amazon here's the thing <laughs> D- corporations love to tell bald faced lies. <laughs> You c- oh, go ahead. Wait, and define better while you're working at it. Oh, well, that's just it. It's we chose good. Amazon because they believe in our community. They share our values and long-term vision. Right. And they want to help us get there faster. Also, we want to retire. We're keeping <laughs> most everything the same. Our office, our employees, our brand, most importantly, our independence. But with Amazon support, we'll have the resources to bring you an even better Twitch. Unquote. They're going to just... Take all their money and move to Las Vegas downtown and set up an artisanal pumpkin carving place at downtown spaces. (laughs) Uh, Maybe it will uh, bring some cool stuff to the service. Who knows? Twitch is good as it is. Uh, Well, Google was looking into buying it. Yeah, apparently uh, Amazon and and Twitch made that. Well, no, they made a backdoor deal and basically. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. You're batting a thousand tonight, Jeff. (laughs) That's what happened. They. While they, were negotiating with, <laughs> while they were negotiating with Google, they basically signed the deal with Amazon while they were still in negotiations with well, Google. Well, Google was hesitating because they were afraid of antitrust suits for right. them owning yeah. everything. Right. So. Yeah, well, you're going backdoor. You need some trust. <laughs> well, you know, Google already has. <laughs> Google already has a lot of trouble with uh, keeping videos alive and well on YouTube because of all the bullshit with copyright and, and stuff like that. And so I can totally see that point. And Amazon might have a point here in so much as they have unique proprietary rights to images and graphics that they put on their website for sale legally able to display you know like you you can go to amazon and watch previews of video games yeah video you know and it's totally thing so there's probably some loophole wording there if they get enough of a creative lawyer in there they could be like twitch is nothing but an extension of our user service that allows uh consumers to view and understand products better before they make their purchases Which is what it is. It really, you're right. it really is. is. No, it's a yeah, great commercial. Right. Uh, you know, sure, there's some people who are just going to watch the game and never play it, never buy it. 
But there are people that are going to purchase games because of what they see and enjoy on Twitch. Yeah. I don't understand those people, and I'm a parent, two of them. You don't understand watching games? I don't. I really don't. Oh, well, I mean, it, it, it requires a good host on the channel, and it requires a compelling game. And it's a hard combo to find. The only times I really get compelled is watching the uh, Wednesday Night Fights uh, and uh, stuff like Street that. Street Fighter from, kind of stuff. Street Fighter stuff from, from Super Arcade. Because those guys know what they're talking about for the most part. Sometimes they get real clowns on the microphone. Oh, my God. Whoa. Uh, real clowns on the microphone. <laughs> you mean like puddles? Oh. No. Just Igmos who don't know their their video game talking. And, and some, I know, the, the, the problem that I have with many streamers is that they find themselves far more amusing than they are. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm a comedy snob, so what can Jeff, I say? Jeff, do you think he would let you get away with the phrase streamers? Probably not. No. Well, that's what they're called. <laughs> the backdoor deal. They're yeah. not backdoor streamers. Backdoor streamers are a whole other thing. Madonna t- played with that in the 80s. Really? <laughs> the backdoor new look Atari. <laughs> Atari has announced plans to release new versions of both Haunted House and Alone in the Dark. New versions of both franchises are set to hit the shelves this fall. From Another new version of Alone in the yeah. Dark. Some footage and Let gameplay demos die. will be on display at PAX Prime. Uh, Haunted House was first released in 1982 on Atari 2600, the earliest horror game, as far as I'm aware. Uh, Alone in the Dark is a bit younger. It was originally debuted on the PC in 92, but the original version was a horror classic. The original game is period set in 1920s ghost story, uh, with the player looking into haunted artifacts and locales in, su- in uh, subsequent sequels. Recent reboots have not been kind to the franchise. Huh. No. It's terrible. 2008's reboot was pretty bad. Do you, did you ever play the first Alone in the Dark? I did, back in the college days. Yeah. It was really good it's, for its time. I mean, yeah. It was, I, a new, it was a new thing. I never got out of that first room. Oh, it's, yeah, deadly. But I, I maybe went... But it was so I certainly didn't get out of the upstairs. Did you? You didn't. Mm-mm. Yeah, it was really hard, but it was fun. Yeah. And it was just, yeah, it was just, it was pushing so much... Asking so much of even the best hardware of the time. Yeah. It was just like you, all you could do to even move around. But it was cool to be able to move around. It was so neat. And it's the first game I can recall actually kind of inspiring fear. It's the first survival horror game. Yeah. It's the true originator. Uh, and then when Resident Evil came out, I remember going, oh, somebody got alone in the dark right. Yeah. And I freaked out. And I was like, and I was like. Yeah, this is why. But why are these fucking tank controls? What the yeah, fuck? <laughs> and speaking of, I don't remember. Did Alone in the Dark have tank controls? It kind of did. I, th- I well, actually, I don't remember anymore. I don't it remember. Too long. I don't remember. Um, because I felt like that was a back step, but I might be wrong. But it was fine. They fixed it. I think it the finally. first one I jumped into on that series was Code Veronica. Good game. And yeah. speaking of, do you hear about Capcom? Is for the Xbox One and PlayStation Four re remaking Resident Evil 1. <laughs> no! They've done it before. Now they're doing it again. <laughs> they're doing another graphical upgrade of Resident Evil 1. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Capcom is the broken well right now. Is dry. Yeah. The and well they're also suing dry. Koei, I believe, because of a patent infringement for allowing characters from earlier games to go into new games, and they're claiming patent control over that. Mm. Yeah. I, Capcom's broken Come on, right Capcom. Now. Get your shit together. Don't who be an asshole. Mar- who did uh, Donkey Kong? Namco. Shigeru Miyamoto. So no, that's Nintendo. No, Taito. 
Nintendo is what? Donkey Kong is Nintendo. Is it? Yes, that's Shigeru, that's Shigeru Miyamoto's first game. You're right, because that was it. That was Boy, all my the, brain the radar scopes being reset to Donkey Kong. Okay, but that one, that starts, I mean, that's where it starts, right? That's where characters start going from other games. Donkey Kong? Donkey Kong leads to Mario. But that's all in-house Nintendo stuff. Okay. They don't sue themselves. Right. What are you talking about? He's talking about the, the <laughs> for some reason. If they no, could no, find no. a way, they They're would. They're not talking yeah. about characters moving from one game to another. They're suing them for allowing characters from your personal save from one game carrying over to another ah, game. I misunderstood. Which PC has been doing for ages. I misunderstood. Okay. I mean, you could do that in Ultima 4 on. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's how far back that it's goes. It's fucked up. Capcom, and they're trying to get in on the business of competitive fighting as well with their, their own tournament system. And they're going to just put their dick in it if they're not yeah. careful. This kind of behavior gives me no hope. For oh, yeah. Doing so he good. said put your dick in it, and you didn't do a damn thing, Jeff. What do you want me to do? <laughs> I'm not the comedian in the room. <laughs> Vagitac speaks. For like two seconds. <laughs> the Entertainment Software Association, best known for its video game rating system, released its annual sales demographic and usage data report on Thursday. Full statistics about console, PC, and mobile gaming. This year's report highlights a particular demographic explosion. Adult women, whose gaming ranks now more than double the long-sought-after demographic of boys under 18. According to ESA's measure of 2013 sales, women ages 18 and over now constitute 36% of all measured gamers, compared to boys under age 18 who represent 17% of the total population. This measure shows a further increase from last year's count of 31% to 19%, and that 2013 measure only counted boys 17 and younger, meaning the total boost may even be bigger this year. While males still hold the total gamer population lead at 52%, that is a drop from last year's count of 55%. And the survey's count of frequent game purchases found that men and women split that category neatly in half. The report also notes a giant boost in women gamers over the age of 50. That group grew 32% in 2013. I don't know why it made me think of this. Because it came out of left field for me to think of it. But I forgot to mention that I got a free complimentary CES badge, so I'll be going to CES oh, for the fantastic. first time in my entire life. Yeah, you're gonna have a great time. Oh, welcome. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, you'll love it. I've never been to CES, but I've been to Porn Decks. No, I have. I have been to. I have been to AVN before, so this will be my first non-porn convention. <laughs> Ever? <laughs> no, I mean like what I'm. It was a joke. I mean. No, I've never been to CES, and it's been the convention that I've been yeah. wanting to go to forever. I've been going to CES since when AVN was part of CES. Like, seriously, so CES, oh, sent, CES sent me oh, hasn't been for an email, a like, decade. get a complimentary badge sure. until, like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, did they send it to the right person? Take it. So I took it, and I was like, yeah, I'm going. How, who they sent you? Do you know why? No, I don't know how I got, actually. Journalism credentials, perhaps? It's possible. Because they do like as much exposure as they can I'm get. I'm not going to write for any magazine, but I'll go to, like... They'll just hope you mention it. I probably will. I probably will. The finest known copy of Action Comics number one, featuring the first appearance of Superman, sold on eBay for a record $3.2 million. Wow, it's it the, sold already? Yep, it's the first so comic the first to fetch, fetch more than $3 million at auction. The previous record price of $2.16 million was paid in 2011 for a copy of the same comic, once owned by actor Nicolas Cage. While both are rated 9.0 by the Certified Guarantee Company, 
The Cage issue had creamed off-white pages. This one is considered to be in pristine condition. They're the only two copies of Action Comics number one to receive that high of a rating. This copy was acquired several years ago in a private sale by Darren Adams of Pristine Comics in Federal Way, Washington, and stored in a temperature-controlled vault. He said the original owner bought the comic from a newsstand in 1938 and kept it in a cedar box for about four decades until a local dealer in West Virginia purchased it in an estate sale. The issue then passed to a third person who held onto it for 30 years. Adams, the comic's fourth owner, said he recently turned down an offer for $3 million, opting to instead sell it on eBay. A portion of the proceeds will benefit the Christopher and Dave uh, Dana Reeve Foundation, which is dedicated to curing spinal cord injury. An opening bid of $1 million was submitted on August 14th, within four minutes of the auction's opening. Uh, there are thought to be only about 30 unrestored copies of Action Comics number 1 in existence. I'm waiting for a spinal cord injury joke that just says, give me money from Paul. I don't see that bad of a taste coming out of Paul. <laughs> really? You've never licked him. <laughs> Nothing is unsacred to Paul, okay? Nothing yeah, but there's unsacred. some things that aren't funny. Nothing is sacred. Uh, that's what I meant. Nothing's sacred to Paul, so come on. But not everything is funny. Exactly. <laughs> and as long as we're on the subject, good job on the ice bucket, guys. I was, uh, I was very impressed with both of them. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Uh, actually, that, that, was a, that was a fun thing, and I, I really like what that is doing for... For the money going to the research, mm-hmm. it's great. Yeah, mm-hmm. so well, keep you know. going. Keep like keep that stuff flowing, people. Although I feel get, like get poured. I feel like I have to uh, address something that I, I noticed was popping up with a lot of the ice bucket challenge videos. Is there is a incorrect belief among the general populace that you doing the ice bucket challenge is you quote unquote skirting the uh, donation in favor of doing the challenge instead? That is not correct. You're doing the challenge because you were challenged and you donate. Uh, well, no. The official rules on it, because I looked it up, okay. is that you have 24 hours. You either donate, or if you can't or won't, you get the ice bucket on your head. That's the, the price you pay yeah. for not donating. Now, there are lots of people that are doing both. Right. And I donated. I, I, I'm not wasting water. I, and, think, I think we and all ku- did. And kudos to those, those folks. Mm-hmm. But... Like every the, video that I've watched, they've done both. Sure, but Agreed. but most of the videos you're watching are a lot of celebrities who Sh- okay. you know, have well, the ability to do well, more than some. I, celebrities, so, but people I know as well. Sure, so. but, but here's the thing. What really matters is that you put the bucket overhead, even if you don't donate, that when you call out the next three people or whatever, mm-hmm. one of those people on those branches that you call out may donate or they call somebody else out that donates. Whether, you're not, whether or not you're donating, you're perpetuating the whole experience, thus opening it up for more possibilities for donation. I was, I was challenged twice, one by a friend in Arizona, the second time being fact check, and I had donated the first time. Okay. And, but my also response to that is, is that for people like us who live in the states of Arizona, Nevada, California... If you live in a desert and you know your town's going through a drought, save the fucking water and donate. You need to calm down with that save the fucking yeah. water and uh, donate. No, I don't. Listen. Uh, yes, that's a preposterous argument. That's a ridiculous it's joke. It's not preposterous, and it's not at all. When, I, I would tell when you, like me, shh, it's a joke of an argument. You think about people leaving their sink on for five extra minutes when they're brushing their teeth, letting the shower run a few extra minutes. This is a simple 
Easy thing. I mean, if you if you pour eighteen gallons, that's one thing. I if work you pour in a, a bar, bucket, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, how many gallons <laughs> you know, do you think of water we've wasted between everybody dumping on themselves instead of donating the money? How many gallons of water do you think not that is? Much. Not, not that much. It's more than eighteen not, gallons. And I dump mine on a tree. Guaranteed that. That's true. If you're using an entire ice bucket, <laughs> shut your ignorant mouth. Shut your <laughs> ignorant mouth. Shut your ignorant mouth. Right. You know, it's actually a bigger <laughs> issue as far as water is wands. <laughs> Getting rid of your wand yes. will exactly yeah. zero escape. Now, that fucking just I gotta go. I gotta take care of my dogs and not kill that fuck. Okay, that was odd. That was uh, odd. <laughs> just, Paul left uh, very angrily. I was gonna say, uh, with the drought situation here in Southern Nevada, we actually per capita use less water than most of the rest of the country, but we're impacted more by the drought because we get so little water from Lake Mead versus the other states. Sure. So, yes, we should do more for conservation, et cetera, like not leaving the tap on while we brush our teeth, et cetera. Sure. But we are, in other ways, doing so much more to prevent waste of water than, like, people in California, Arizona, Utah, et cetera. So... That is definitely where more awareness should be done with the with the water wastage, and as far as it relates to the ice bucket challenge, I have noticed a lot of people have done them in their bathtubs, their hot tubs, etc., so that the water is not getting wasted. Fact check did his um, in front of a mesquite tree, mm-hmm. so uh, it was he was watering that tree. That was an excellent example in front of the zero escape I planted. Yes, sure. Which so. is a nice movement, but I cannot believe that these gallons of buckets of water getting poured up people with the ice are damaging all that much the water ecosystem of Las Vegas. It's it's such a small footprint. Yeah. So, again, more water is going down the sink when you're brushing teeth. Yeah. Quite frankly. Well, and... I've heard a lot of arguments against, you know, I've heard, I've heard arguments, various arguments against the water, I've heard arguments against the whole idea of it, but regardless, it's it's movement. It's actually raising awareness in one way or another. People exactly. are doing stuff, and maybe they'll do other stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and their their donations have increased, what was it, a thousand percent, something like that, just because of this whole yeah. challenge thing? I didn't yeah. see the last tally. It's been a week since I looked, yeah, since I looked at the tally. It's, like, it's, $43 million. Yeah. It's gone, I mean... Since, their, since what, their, July? Yes. Their average monthly um, uh, donation rate has Zoom. dramatically increased. So, yeah. Yeah. So, talk about taking a bite out of that crime. Now, Jeff and I are going to start the movement of take a nice warm bath for Alzheimer's. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it would be nice to have something like that, another movement like this for Alzheimer's, because sure. it is right now probably one of the most impactful diseases that is the least funded. Yeah. I mean, it is ridiculous how little funding Alzheimer's research gets, especially and, here and in the and United and States. And as our population ages, more and more of us are going to get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And finally, Russian press agency, ITAR TASS, is reporting that the team on the International Space Station has found microorganisms on the exterior of the station and seem to be pretty shocked about the discovery themselves. Wait, 
microorganisms on the exterior, like of something the space living on the outside of the spaceship. Yeah. Well, Whoa. The, the find was apparently part of a series of experiments conducted to determine whether organisms can live on the surface of the space station. According to the report, they found that organisms can survive on the surface, quote, for years amid factors of space flight. Those factors include temperature conditions, zero gravity, and cosmic radiation. According to the report, the searchers used high-precision equipment to find the organisms, which they believe to be sea plankton, that is being lifted the full 205 miles to the station by atmospheric currents. A wide pitch, but it's about the only thing that makes sense. If sea plankton can survive outside the space station, that means other potential organisms could latch on to comets or asteroids. Yeah, the, uh, right now, NASA has not chimed in on this because they said they're, quote, waiting for the, uh, the data from, yeah. from the Russian scientists sure. that said they've made this discovery. Yeah. But uh, That was I very mean, iffy as to because I couldn't find a lot of corroborating, but... yeah. Interesting idea. Uh, yeah, NASA said, you know, it's you know they didn't want to speculate without seeing the data still, and they're still waiting on the data from the Russian scientists because they haven't really let them uh, participate in this research yet. But uh, as far surprised. as yeah, exactly. Nobody wants um, to get caught jumping on the coal infusion but, bandwagon again. Yeah, exactly. It, but uh, <laughs> they said, you know, p- other possible reasons that the plankton could be there. It could have gotten on there while the rocket was being loaded. You know, uh, yeah, the modules for the space station being loaded, and then you know they weren't living spores; they were just spores. Right. So, so I mean, but yeah, if it if it is possible that it traveled the you know the two hundred and some miles to the space station, you know, that's a hell of a find. Yeah. If it's just something that latched a ride on, you know, a rocket, you know. So this is still in the we'll see yes, category. Exactly. Just this the is fact can still be out there and not be scrubbed away by the vacuum. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's what I got. What do you got? Write to us. Comments at UglyCowShow.com. And until next week, I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. I am both the famous Paul and Fact Check Dandy. <laughs> and over here is Bonds with the Beast. And we'll talk to you next week in Geek. And before we finish this up, I, I do want to bring up one other thing. Um, a person very special to my life and many lives in the theater community here in Las Vegas uh, lost a bright star in Georgia New. Uh, She unfortunately died today, and I just want to say that my thoughts and my heart goes out to her family, uh, her daughter Laura and her husband, and I just want to dedicate this cast to the memory of Georgia New. You, my th- acting career, my theater career would not have been as amazing as it was and continues to be without her support, love, and influence. So thank you, Georgia, for all that you did and for all the inspiration that you continue to put out to those that have known you. So thank you.